4: Listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Well, it's a big day. You don't need me to tell you that. And uh, by the way, I think uh, we'll just say this once and then move on. <laughs> Happy New Year. Um, although I did have T.J. Hushmanzada on a show last night. Oh, yeah. And I vowed no. that that would be the last time we said, like, I think we're now, as of Monday morning, you can't say Happy New Year anymore. You, you just have you to say, like, I uh, hope you had a good weekend. How was your weekend? Oh, really? Don't you think? Like, what's the capper on on Happy New Year? How long does it go?
7: Well, I mean, I think it depends on
4: if you still have your Christmas tree up in the house. Like oh, some yeah, of no. us. No, 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 no. No, we have the lights have on. on the we have the lights on the house. Uh, no, the, no, no. The tree the, is in the driveway. Ooh. Oh yeah. No, be, no, 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 no! Because the you, might, uh, be, you might be
7: you might be better you might be better than me.
4: The city the city will come by and uh, and pick that thing up. Oh, because oh, and, you're a real tree guy. Oh yeah yeah. Oh oh, oh we're not folding uh, that thing up and putting it in storage. Oh, Are you kidding me? Oh, you're a real tree guy. A big guy. tree. You're a I want guy. my house to smell oh, like oh, yeah. tree, you're and I want to, sap on my hands. Oh, you're trying to you trying to start yes, a fire. Yeah. Well, that's why. <laughs> you're trying trying to start a fire. So we left we left town, which is why we took the tree down. I'm like, my wife was like. Should we keep it up? I'm like, and leave town? Uh, I, no, because I'd like to come back and still have the house standing. So, uh, so no, yeah, that thing's in the driveway now. Uh, but we had a real tree at the Willard house. Wow. Yeah, man. Willard yeah, man. We don't Willard mess around. We big. do not mess around. I tell you yeah. what, it is a big day. Very excited about it. Things are kicking off shortly. Uh, because, are you really excited? Are you really excited? I, I am, but there's one there's one disappointing part. Oh, my
7: gosh. What part is that?
4: There's one disappointing part, and uh, I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you follow this aspect of the game. Uh-huh. But, uh, the spread in the game right now is currently a point and a half between mm. the Texans and the Colts. And so uh, what that is is telling you is that actually on a neutral field, uh, Vegas believes that the Colts are better than the Texans. And so what I really am bummed about today Mm-hmm. Is that the committee didn't pick the Steelers? I I, believe, <laughs> I really, to me, wouldn't this? Are you this, still talking about this? Wouldn't this be? A, are we still talking about this? Gosh, wouldn't today be better? Oh my God, are wouldn't, we still talking about this? Would today not be? We have
7: a championship game on Monday. I are mean, we still talking about college football players?
4: This would be so much better if the oh, committee. I, you know what? You know, making if better. If the committee had picked the it, Steelers. And we could, But I you mean, know what? Would Antonio Brown play today? I don't even know. But and you know what would have been great about it? How exciting would that be if they had picked the Steelers this year? I would
7: have rather seen UCF in. UCF. I would want UCF to be in. If UCF was in, then I would be excited about it. Because I know how much you love them. I know how much you love UCF. The, the I, do love, I
4: do love UCF. Yeah, glad, glad, they, glad I, we, I do love UCF. Glad we took care of them. Uh,
7: glad we got them up out the, out the paint. Oh, stop.
4: What? See now, nah, I don't even want to go down this rabbit hole. We got them with you. about to paint? Okay, no, you don't get to go twenty-five and one with one. Eight oh, but point. they're one. Hold, they're on, one hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. They're one. They got their on. one though. Hold on, we don't what? get to go twenty-five and one over two years mm-hmm. with one eight-point loss to an SEC power without your quarterback, mm-hmm. and tell me that now mm-hmm. we get to brush them off. Yeah, we do. We don't get to do that. I'm sorry. No, no. I'm no, glad, nope. glad the
7: conversation's I'm over. I'm not
4: letting that happen, but we can go down that rabbit hole. Glad the conversation's over with. Yeah, good. It, it is for now. We'll get back to it. Um, no, but honestly, uh, how great would today be if the committee had picked the Steelers?
7: I'm glad the Steelers aren't in.
4: Why? Because I didn't think they deserved to be in. What do you mean they didn't deserve to be in? They didn't deserve Vegas to be in. tells you who the better teams are. Who do you think would be favored if Houston played Pittsburgh? Baby! Houston. <laughs> I don't think so. Right, Houston. We're, 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 I don't think so. It's Houston, hypothetical anyway. Houston is barely favored against the Colts. That's because the Colts had beat them once. The Texans have beat them once. Right. It's even. Even's even Steven. That's why it's 1.5. It's not even. Yeah. No, but you get three points for being at home. Yeah. If they were playing this on a even neutral Steven. field, like, say, I don't know, Levi's Stadium or something like that, mm. the Colts would be favored in this game. Mm. I don't know if anybody would go to it. That's a big topic because, you know, Levi's Stadium apparently – is just this little box in America where college football fans are not allowed to go.
7: It's too far Uh, away.
4: Oh, it's too far away. Mm -hmm. You sound like Yogi Berra right now. What? it's too far away. Atlanta's not too far away for the Super Bowl. Yeah, but it's too far. It's going to be full. It's
7: too far away for two fan bases that are located in the deep south.
4: Oh, really now? Yes. Oh, really now? Yes. Alabama so and Clemson. You're telling is too me too far away. It would not be full if the game was at the Rose Bowl. Is that what you're telling me right now? Mm, it wouldn't be full in the Rose Bowl. Oh, either. it would no, it be no, jammed no, to no. the brim. No, it wouldn't. Oh, it wouldn't? No. Good, you're right. Guess why? The why? problem is not geography. The problem is college football. No, it's not. Yes,
7: it is. No, it's not. You're a you college football what? hater. It's no, not that. No, it's
4: not about that.
7: Proximity. <laughs> you're talking about two fan bases in the deep. South
4: proximity. Deep Wait a minute, South Bucky. Deep it's South a championship. We're playing
7: game. Way, way out here. I, I don't know since, if you. I don't know if you've done a scan since and looked when? at and looked at airline prices since when? in terms of trying to go from Tuscaloosa, Alabama to San Francisco. It's not
4: an easy get to. I'm Clemson, sorry, Nick. Saban Clemson has clearly Clemson. stated his entire tenure. Mm, there mm. are no excuses, fans. You must be there. Mm. You must come to games. You must stay to the end. Mm. I don't want to hear it. That is from Nick Saban, the mm. boss of college football himself. He has said that all along. Mm. Listen, Bucky, it's a championship game. Since when has a championship game relied solely on the two fan bases that get there? The two fan bases that get there didn't even know they were going to get there until six days ago. I'm sorry. So, That's so, not so, the way a championship works. So,
7: so you're saying the Bay Area market is not a football-heavy uh, market?
4: The Bay Area is not a college football market. Okay. It so, absolutely so, so is So your not. contention is it should be there and, anyway. And I no, my contention is if you would like to say that is one aspect of what's going on, mm. I will I will wholeheartedly agree. Okay. However, the college football elite and powers as of today are deciding that it is the sole reason, and it's not. If you think that college football had a good year, you are mistaken. College oh, I thought, football. I saw,
7: some, I saw some great games.
4: That's not what I'm talking about. There will always be great games, and I will always support the players. But I will not support something that has been outed as a poor process of determining a championship. Oh, so one. you're
7: blaming the playoff itself for why there's not enough interest. That's, there is, there, that is what getting,
4: fatigue. Is, there, is You want to f- tell f- me fatig- there's not fatigue? F- fatigue in terms of the two top teams? Clemson just played the number one brand in college football, and the ratings tanked.
7: Because no one thought that Notre Dame could beat
4: them. No, Notre Dame fans thought they could win their Notre Dame fans, and there are more of them than Mm. any other fan in America. Mm -hmm. There is fatigue on college football because, So they're over college football? It has become a lot of people, the the general Mm -hmm. fans, yes, some of them are. This has now become a regional award that gets handed out in January. A regional award? Yes, whoever the best team in the southeast corner of the country
7: is. That's where the best football is played.
4: That's fine. I don't dispute that. But when the Cavaliers play the Warriors four times in a row, mm-hmm. people will say, gosh, I'm tired of this, and the ratings go up. So mm-hmm. they're not actually tired of this. Star power. There's no star power at Clemson and Alabama because right. we don't know the players. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, most average fans could name Saban, Dabo, and the quarterback. And it. That's it. And the quarterback. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. So who, who am I tuning in to see on Monday night? <laughs> Boy, I wish the Steelers had gotten picked to be playing today. Oh, that would have been so awesome. Really? I would. Man, who doesn't love a good committee in a boardroom? I mean picking uh teams to play. Okay, the so, so so what's your
7: bigger point now? Because we've been on this rant for like five. years. it what's like what's your bigger point? Like what is what is the end game? Like you you have a new proposal, you have something that's I've gonna had make a college, for you made college football proposal for years. I've had what, a proposal what, what, for what, years. What is it? What what is the And I'll the go
4: next level because it's too simple to say eighteen playoff, we're no we're gonna have that in two years. I wanna take it next level. It is long time that college football stops selecting teams to play in a championship, even this next proposal. The next generation, watch, will be tired of it in four years. Why? Because you're going to have five automatic entrants, maybe even six, Mm -hmm. and then you're still going to have at-larges, arguments, and unfairness. Mm -hmm. The NFL will start today a perfect process. What, I don't know who the best 12 what, teams are. I just know who earned their way in. So, you College know, footballs. Needs to earn earn their way in? Four super conferences, 16 teams in oh, each. My God. Two divisions in each super conference. Eight division winners play it off. It's perfect. It's sports. It's the way it should be. It's the way it is in every other sport. So what, College what, football. What, Figure it out.
7: So what what conferences? That's my overall point. What conferences or super conferences? Are we folding App State, Troy, UCF? Relegation. All those other like where 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 we where are we putting those guys?
4: In? Relegation. You already have all kinds of secondary leagues. Soccer is the most popular sport in the world.
7: Oh, so we're gonna have a Premier League well, of college not? football. Why not? Play yourself up, play yourself out. So
4: there's there's room for 64 teams, and we got more than 64 teams. We have
7: 129, 28.
4: Yeah, but not 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 actually. Like not actually. Like D1. I I mean, wait, is UCF D1? You just brushed them off after going 25 and one.
7: They're D1, but they're kind of like smaller D1. They're like a cute they're like a cute D one.
4: See, this is my point. So if y'all feel that way, which you clearly do, because I've fought the UCF battle for two years and I get punched on social media. I mean media you really want to see did you, in to watch, did, you,
7: did you tune in to watch them?
4: I haven't tuned in to watch any bowl game oh. other than Clemson Notre Dame and Alabama. You know Oklahoma. why? Because
7: you didn't have any interest. There was nothing that was no, traveling this, yeah. and holiday.
4: What was that on New Year's Eve? New Year's It was New yeah, Year's I mean, Day, right? It was, it was New Year's Day. New Year's Day. You know what I was I was I was, my... I was on the road. Oh. I was on the road the whole day. Yeah, but you know,
7: like now with all these inventions, I with your you phone. know what? I you have a smart, you have a smartphone over there. You still rocking Dude, a flip I'm not gonna, phone. I'm
4: not gonna. I got a smartphone. Oh, you phone. have a smartphone. I got a. I got a. Yeah, you got a smartphone. That's right? an X right there, yeah, brother. you got an okay, X. Okay, because i got a to watch that while I'm, I'm, I'm driving a car. I'm just
7: saying. I'm, I'm thought. I thought like you I love was UCF. You love UCF so much. I thought maybe wifey. Well you want me to break wifey. the law? I thought wifey could wifey could drive
4: <laughs> for like a couple hours on the no, way to the bed. No, I don't do that to my family. I I drive. Oh, your wife can I, drive? I, I, no, she can drive. She actually drove. I drove straight here from the bay. I know. She I, drove I part a of the time. Is she I had a, did? I had, a, I had a headache. Oh, it sounds like you yeah. have a lot of confidence in wife. Yeah, I'm not trying to get you no, in trouble, but it great. sounds like, oh. She's, she's, can't drive? She's amazing at everything. <laughs> she's amazing at everything. Let me say that slowly and again. My wife Willard's is, amazing, wife at is amazing at everything. I That's love right. it. I love That's it. right. I got and, it. And you know what she says? What? She doesn't want to see the play. Play some games on the field, people. <laughs> <laughs> play the games on the field. I don't want anybody in a boardroom telling me who gets to play football. You play to hey, win the game. Let's open this up to calls, actually. And Bill Plaschke is going to join us in 15 minutes. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Come on, college football fans! Why is the ticket hundred dollars? Why are the seats empty? Because, because geography so far, it's and so that's far it. Away. It's and so that's it. It's so far away. Where was it last year? Where was it? Where was it last year? I don't even remember. It was in Atlanta. Oh, it was in Atlanta. Where was the year before that?
7: Who wanted the year before
4: that? Lee, will you look that up? What I would like before? to know the geographical spot. Oh, Clemson.
7: Clemson winner was in Arizona.
4: Oh, Arizona. Easier flight. Right next door to Alabama. They both start with an A. Easier flight. Yeah, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Let's hear the reason right now. Easier, uh,
1: easier flight. Mark and Willard,
4: and Bucky out. Brooks. This is Fox Sports Radio.
3: from a car landing on a roof to a car landing in a pool,
9: we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We
10: are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.
4: Uh oh. Hey, no to all college teams, especially if you're in the SEC. Don't make the championship game in 2023. Uh-oh. Yeah, you know the game's out here at Hollywood Park. Oh, we like Hollywood. Though. I you know, we like Hollywood. Nah, it's too far. We really like expensive too, man. My gosh, have you seen Not the prices? Not like the Bay. Not, Not like the, the Bay. It, it, you you think Hollywood hotels are cheaper than Santa Clara, California?
7: The Bay Area. You is call crazy. crazy? Yellows.
4: Of course, it is. so it's L.A. So it's California. Ridiculous. And it's not even San Francisco. It's you fly into San Jose, basically. <laughs> well, there you go. There's your in. You got uh, two airports competing against Bay one another.
7: Bay Area. San Jose. <laughs> they act like it's San Francisco, getting San Francisco tr-
4: prices. Yeah, it is funny. When Remember when the Super Bowl logo came out a couple years ago? It's like the San Francisco skyline. You're like, yeah, it's. You know, within an hour's drive, <laughs> if, yeah. go <laughs> seat, yeah, like if you want to go, incisive. Yeah, like if you, you know? got a day off and you want, to, <laughs> like you can rent a car and go do that if you want. Sure, sure. Um All right, Mark, Weather, Bucky Brooks, Bill Plaschke. In ten minutes, the game starts in ten minutes. By the way, real quick, who do you like? Who do you like, Colts or Texans?
7: Who I'm gonna go with? The, ooh, I'm gonna go so. with the Colts.
4: I'm gonna go with the Colts. Today. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna go with
7: the Colts. Eating the cheese. I'm gonna go to Texans and just the spice. What do you
4: here? mean? I'm gonna eat the cheese. <laughs> This <laughs> does special What do you mean we eat the cheese? What does that cheese, mean? You're all on. You're all on what, does everybody like the Colts? Everybody loves them. Really? Him. Yeah, because Andrew Luck is back. Andrew Luck is back. And
7: they'll let, let you, let them tell it. they say, oh, he single-handedly put him on the back and brought him back.
4: Ah, they're both good quarterbacks. I like yeah, both of these guys. But
7: the narrative is, oh, he
4: put him on it, uh, brought him all the way back. Well, wow. The Colts. I mean, Not they so are obviously different with him than they are without him. Because their defense plays well. But that's true about every NFL team. They have a good coach. I, and you know what? I got into this discussion up in the Bay uh, last week. I wonder what you think about it. Mm-hmm. Because there were some riders up there that are starting to take shots at, at the, the regime that's in charge of the Niners. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, it's been two years now. It, it four has and been t- 12, four and 12. It has been two years. Said, okay, hold, hold tight for one second. I said, I, I have a rule in the NFL. You lose your quarterback, the opinion stops for that year.
7: No, no, no. that no. is
4: a wrap. No. If Aaron no, Rodgers goes no, out, no, I'm no, not, no, hold no. on. Aaron Rodgers goes out, I'm not assessing the Packers. If if Andrew Luck Relax. goes out, I'm not assessing the Colts. If Deshaun Watson gets hurt, I'm not assessing the Texans. There's one team that's got some magic dust quirk going on. They're called the Philadelphia Eagles. They won the Super Bowl. Outside of that. You lose your quarterback. I'm not going to rip you. If Philip Rivers well, gets hurt, what do you think the Chargers would be doing tomorrow? Baltimore lost their quarterback. No, they didn't. They did. They replaced. They their lost. Quarterback. They lost, He got hurt. They Joe Flacco them. got hurt. They have a first round draft pick at the quarterback he got hurt. position. He got hurt. Their plan was to play him oh, either no. way. Oh, yeah, no, was Teron Taylor got a concussion too. You going to tell <laughs> right. me the Browns Teron lost Taylor. their quarterback? Yeah, they lost their quarterback. <laughs> Baker Mayfield shows up. Get out of here. What are you talking about? Get out of here. You lose your twenty-seven million dollar quarterback. Opinion stops. Zip. No. Right there. Yes. No way. I'm going to assess the guy they're playing—a practice yeah. squad make guy at quarterback. Hey, make
7: him, make him right. Ah.
4: And yeah, you can't I, do that in the NFL. I told you.
7: I saw. I saw Kyle Shanahan make Nick Mullins look a really good player.
4: Well, then maybe Kyle Shanahan should get credit. He does get credit. No, that's He's my a point. Joystick. They're up there calling Kyle Shanahan out. Four wins, two years in a row. Maybe you're not such a great coach. No,
7: he, he, I mean, I'm he,
4: like, yeah, let's see. When he has Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm pretty sure his record's like eight and two. Facts. Facts. I mean. Facts. Sorry to bring him. Got more of him here I in mean, my pocket eight, if you I want mean, he's, some. He's eight and two. That's, <laughs> that's nice, but just saying.
7: Nick Mullins looks yeah, really
4: nice. I think she's six and two. Eight and two. In. Maybe. Jimmy's 8-2. Kyle be, and Jimmy are 6-2.
7: Next year might be Jimmy G's last year there.
4: Get out of here. They can get out of the deal. I know they can. They can get out of the deal if he Maybe. doesn't play. But they don't want to get out of the deal. He doesn't play. Yes, he, he will next we year. We saw what Nick Mullins
7: did. <laughs> Nick Mullins, George Kittle.
4: <laughs> All right, why Why is Bucky's favorite city in America, Santa Clara, California? Oh, that's Go- my favorite city? Going to be empty that's on, my, uh, that's on my Monday. City. Um, by the way, two is doing his best to fill the stadium by himself. Did you see that story? No. 405 not. family members. Oh, you come from Hawaii. F- 405.
7: You know why he can come from Hawaii? It's close. It's <laughs> closer. <laughs>
4: it's the exact same Why? It's closer. It's closer. It's on the West Coast. Get out of here. It's on the West Coast. Not on any coast. It it it's an island. It makes it feel better. Mark in Ohio. Thanks for calling. <laughs> hey, Mark. What's going on? You're on Fox Sports Radio.
11: The thank you, by the way, by the way, because you said what I've been thinking since they started this fourteen playoff about going to thirty-two teams, sixteen to eight to four to two to one, and forty-one bowl games this year. You fill up those bowl games. You put butts in the seats. Yep. Yep. Okay. And you may, you may turn this into a little bit of March Madness in January or December. Great. Great. And. And let me tell you, if this isn't the biggest money grab on the planet, I don't know what is. It'd be fun on top of it. And these bold committees are just sitting here going, nope, we know who's top four. are." It's like, "Are you guys
4: are a bunch of goofs. That's exactly right, Mark. They are. They absolutely are. They don't know. They've been proven wrong. And that's why on the inside of college football, and, Bucky, you know this, within the last six months, Uh, They have finally put their guard down, and you know an eight-team playoff is coming. They realize it. This is wrong. And by the way, it'll take them about four minutes after they come up with the new plan to realize that one is wrong, too. We all know. You've even said it. The plan is already in place. Other college football divisions all do it. Uh, The longer you take to get there, you're just wasting time. I mean... There are a lot of things, a lot of
7: logistics got to work out. I yeah, mean,
4: yeah, no, I get that. I understand that there are contracts, but I, but, and, yeah. but, but but I'm gonna be honest
7: with you. Like everyone to talk about the 18 playoff. I looked earlier today on ESPN. They had the little D D1 AA FCS yeah. playoff, maybe 16 teams. 16. Like, I, I just don't understand. You do it at a
4: lower level. Why can't we do it at the top level? Remember remember a few years ago, it was like, well, the kids will be missing way too much class. But it's the same I go, thing. So the 1AA kids who actually do need a degree, it's okay for them to miss class? So so that's what I, I don't understand. That's- Tua doesn't need to go to class. He's going to be a Raider in two years or something. Wow. You know? wow. <laughs> just the first team that came to mind. Sorry. Wow. Race. <laughs> Wow. Why? Oh, you're saying wow because Gruden's going to trade Derek Carr this year, not next year? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know yet. Let's go to John in Washington. Uh, John, you're on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks. Hey, guys. Thanks for
12: taking the call.
13: Yeah. Um,
12: yeah, I'll, I'll say there's two reasons why you're not getting the butts of the seats. And number one, teams out to California, I mean, why would I show to that game? If you... You've got USC, Stanford, maybe even Washington there, but they're going to be in seats. They're going to have the fan bases there. It's going to be rocking. But in California, does anyone really care about Alabama and Clemson? I can just stay home and watch that on TV and enjoy the comfort of my home.
11: But the other thing,
12: in my opinion, is also it's real easy bias. buy it. Uh, I know there's no Pac-12 representation, I and mean, there probably shouldn't be. They don't really deserve to have a team there. But there's no interest. If ESPN runs this thing, it's Alabama every year. Third time we see seen it. Well, see,
4: John, John, and thanks. Your phone's a little tough to listen to, but I, I, I like, it is a layered conversation, and that's my only point. You're, you're having, I hear a lot of, Joel Klatt was one of them. I hear a lot of the college football's biggest voices say, uh, no, 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 there's no problem, college football. This is simple geography. That is an oversimplification, in my opinion. If you wanted to call out geography, the fact that college football is not this massive pulsating thing in the Bay Area. That's true. That, 100% it's true. And in Santa Clara, far from San Francisco, Levi's is a little bit sometimes miscast, odd uh, stadium in the you know middle of industrial areas. <laughs> yes, all of these things are true. But if you want to act like there's no problem here, and that's the whole, that's 100% of the pie, come on. This is a bad year for college football. Everybody on the inside finally admitted this process is flawed. You start, what was the biggest story of the year to launch the season? What were we talking about in August and September? Was that Urban Meyer deal? Domestic violence. Okay? And how did we get to the end of that? You can't play against TCU. (laughs) But, (laughs) see you in a couple weeks, and congrats on that Rose Bowl win. Here's an ethics course for you to teach. I mean, people are done with this crap. It's it's absolutely people- uh, are done with this crap, unless maybe you are an Alabama fan and you're playing your own video game right now. The rest of the country sees this whole thing is slanted toward Nick Saban and there, there's, there's uh, walls wait, wait, up for wait, wait, all wait. the other schools. Wait, wait, wait. What? What, what walls are up for other schools? Like, what what are you on. talking about? You're Either telling you're me, in the game or in the you're, game. You're, like t- like what? So you're telling me that all teams in America are afforded the same amount of losses Alabama is. I know this year they didn't. They they didn't. But they have in the past. Alabama has not won its own division, lost its last game, and still ended up in the college football playoff. Other teams are not afforded that luxury. That's just not even close. Not even the other big schools. Michigan can't do that. Michigan had the exact same scenario this year. Uh, did, people, did we, do we want to? Do we want? We, 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 we really want to bring Michigan in this conversation? I want to bring every like, school. Like, in what this are, we like, what not, are we talking about? What are we talking about? No, no, no! Don't pay me into the. I'm saying Michigan should be in the playoff. I'm saying every team that plays football puts helmets on mm-hmm. should have an equal opportunity to get to the finish line. You don't think they That's have an the equal saying. opportunity? Not even close. Oh, not even. You do? You don't think this is slanted toward Nick Saban? And no, he gets to he gets to play the Citadel on Thanksgiving. You don't think he's playing a game like an Xbox controller right now?
7: No, I mean, I think they're better than everybody.
4: That's the big deal. Um, I don't dispute that. They're better than everybody. It's both. That's why they're there every year. They're, they're better, better. They're better they're than better everybody. And they're given more advantages. I, how are they given more? It's adva- like I don't people know. How, who they,
7: live how are they given more? Adva- I don't understand how I they're given more it. advantages. I just explained it. Because, because there was a scenario
4: win. where they didn't win. They cannot they're, win their division. They can lose their were they last number game. One. They were number one the entire they're time. Always they, number they, one. Lost <laughs> <game>. <laughs> they lost their All last
7: game. They lost their last game, and then they're not supposed to be able to go in? Even though they're the best team
4: throughout the entire regular season? How do we know who the best team is? And by the way, sports isn't about who the best team is. Who mm. whoever wins the Super Bowl? You're gonna say that's the, Nick Foles, the best quarterback in America now? Yes. Stop it. All right, let's get Brian Fenley in here and let's uh, let's get an update on everything going on as the playoffs get started. and Bill Plaschke in a minute.
14: Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, How we doing? Hey, not too not too bad. How about yourself? Perfect. All right, that's what I would like to hear. You know, it is about that time. The Colts and Texans are kicking off in a couple minutes for the first NFL wildcard game of the weekend. Afterwards, it's the Cowboys hosting the Seahawks tonight at 8.15 Eastern. According to NFL Network's Ian Rappaport this afternoon, the Chargers will sit outside end Hunter Henry for their playoff game tomorrow against the Ravens. Henry's recovery from an ACL tear is moving along smoothly, but the team just wants to play it on the safe side. League insider Adam Schefter writing, USC is forbidding offensive coordinator Cliff Kingsbury, the most handsome man in football. From flirting with the Jets and Cardinals about their head coach openings, he signed with the Trojans less than a month ago. You know men and their commitment issues.
4: <laughs> I like that. You know men. By the way, I thought Tom Brady was the most handsome man in football. No?
14: Well, okay. Let's 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 go with in college football okay. it's Cliff Kingsbury. Right. In radio it's Mark Willard. Oh well. And in the NFL it's Tom Brady.
4: That's an interesting <laughs> list.
14: <laughs> Meantime, online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car-buying experience. In college football, North Dakota State, led by Bison quarterback Easton Stick, played a part in five touchdowns today as North Dakota State beat up on Eastern Washington 38-24 to win the FCS championship. NDSU has seven titles in the last 8 seasons. Not even Bama from can the say Fox that.
4: Sports Studios in Los Angeles.
14: Pardon me on that. We'll be back to <laughs> Bucky and Mark in 10 seconds, but first, a word from Farmers and this is what I wanted to collect a hit.
9: From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to Farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two.
10: We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, truck, fire insurance, exchanges, and affiliates. Products not available in every state.
9: little sugar happy on
14: this side of things. Back good. to Bucky and Mark. No,
4: you're excited because <laughs> the actual football playoffs yes. are about to start. So we're all excited. Um, we're live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call eight hundred nine four seven. Out of The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. We'll get back to your calls in just a sec. Uh, if you're on hold, stay right there. Um, Bill Plaschke, L.A. Times, few things to get to. In fact, this Kingsbury thing is a good thing to talk to. What do you think about that? Take a gig, hasn't even started yet, maybe take another gig?
7: Look, he had an opportunity. If he wanted to be an NFL coach, Mm -hmm. he didn't have to sign on to go to USC. He had all the options available to him. You want to go to the league? Go to the league. But once you sign on at SC, it's not fair to the kids to be like, oh, I'm here for three days, 30 days. I'm your offensive coordinator. Oh, I'm
4: gone. No. Well, okay, let me play devil's advocate for one second. He doesn't sign on the dotted line for USC. They go hire somebody else. Yeah. And then the NFL doesn't offer you a gig. Now you have no gig. Hey, that's on
7: him. He chose. I don't he think chose the rest to,
4: of us would live our lives no, that way.
7: He chose to do that. I'm saying it's on SC. SC should hold him to that contract. They should hold him.
4: Oh, I don't disagree
7: with that. Yeah, like, I so, guess, so my I guess thing I'm is saying, SC like, should, should hold him. They shouldn't let him walk in and say like, oh, I'm with you. Then I see something else and I'm right out. The same year. Within 30 days? No, it's a bad look. No, I, I, on, I, I no. feel
4: you on that, but there's a piece of me that's going back to the point uh, we made when we talked about Kyler Murray last week, where Kyler Murray said before the year, uh, I'm a baseball player. And then three months later, there was new information, which is, oh, I'm a Heisman winner, and the NFL likes me, and I'm in the college football playoff. Those are all real things. That's new information. If Cliff Kingsbury took a job, and then three weeks later, something else was that. That's new information. He didn't mm. have before. And I think that's how the rest of us, we don't give uh, coaches that latitude, but um, in our in the real world, we would we would act that way.
7: We don't give players that latitude.
4: No, and we should.
7: Yeah, we don't give players that like. So if if Antonio Brown decided, like and
4: we said, you know what I would like to do? Mm, I think I may want to play for the Bengals this week. <laughs> <laughs> the Bengals called, they yeah. got me an offer. They got, I got a little oh, offer to It's a, a good point.
7: Right, like you a, good know, point. a good point. It's a good point. Oh, you know what? We might not make the playoffs,
4: so I think <laughs> I think I'm gonna talk to Belichick and maybe I go join the Patriots. Uh, Baker like. Mayfield seems to think that that's what Hugh <laughs> Jackson did. By the way, evidently yeah. Like, what are you doing with the Bengals? Right. They fired me, Baker. Uh, right, and so, and so that's that's the thing. Fired
7: the Kingsbury thing is. is uh, awesome.
4: Well, let's get Bill Plaskey in on that conversation. Bill Plaskey, L.A. Times. We love having him on. Bill, what what's your read on this Kingsbury thing? Like he takes the SC gig and then he might leave before they even play a game. I know, you know what? I'm it's interesting
13: you bring this up cuz I'm really poor. And I saw the, I saw the story today this morning about USC, you know, uh not giving him him a uh, uh, permission and I'm glad they're not. I mean, I just think it looks I think it would look if he left, I think it would look terrible for the university. Why would they have a guest on a contract and give him the option to leave in the first place? I mean, it just I think it looks I think it looks really bad for the university if if he's allowed to leave. I mean, I really do. I just think it's like it's like they're a way station, but also the, in a the bigger picture, how does it make how does it look for the head coach at USC, Clay Helton, to know that a guy underneath him is getting interviewed for NFL head coaching job? <laughs> right? That is so that, that is funny. So that, that's an interesting thing. I'm I'm not sure, but I I I just think I can't imagine with all the furor around him and the celebrity of him being signed here, that they would allow him to say, "Okay, oh by the way, yes, yes, we'll give you a contract, but uh, you can you can leave the NFL before you even start working here." I I just don't think that that seems right. It seems like USC should sure should be should consider itself better than that. So I don't blame them. So is this? I guess we're understanding that this is true. They're not giving him. Uh, permission to, to talk to other That's, teams, yeah. Correct? That is
4: the report right now, yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's fine for them. I mean, what do you all think? You
13: know, I,
7: I wouldn't let him out of the deal. There are a couple of reasons no. why I wouldn't let him out of the deal. I believe he's going to be the next head coach at S6, yes. <laughs> and so yes. if I'm if I'm Len Swan, <laughs> I don't want him to be out. And so, you did bring up something that it kind of illuminates man, what kind of pressure is on clay Helton. oh my if goodness your offensive of coordinator is being courted by nfl teams and they stumble well, out the by game. the way
4: don't you guys think though that that was already the case i mean i made the point last week that uh usc sees itself as one of the biggest brands in college football well there's no school in the sec that would have brought clay helton back this year but instead usc brings in cliff kingsbury it's like it's pretty obvious what they're telling you clay lose a couple games and we're going to make that move, right? So well, that's, that's obvious. It's, it's, yeah. That's
13: obvious. But but we all thought, well, he'll get some interest from in NFL teams as coordinator,
4: not as a head coach. That's
13: <laughs> that's like the that's like, that's that just got to make Clay think, what the heck? Talk about look looking in your rearview mirror. So yeah, I, I think USC did their. I do know what sounds very uh, you know capricious, but I just think USC is doing the right thing. I just don't think you let this guy out. You let this guy go.
4: Uh, Bill, I know uh, we've talked about this a little bit, but we should dive back into it a little further. You're not big on the Rams' chances to do something special this year. Why?
13: I just think they're – I'm worried about Gurley's health. I'm worried about – they're all about – this offense is all Todd Gurley. And I was told yesterday that apparently it's not that bad. Apparently he just really was just getting – was just wanting some rest that he tweaked the knee a little bit and just put on but I'd like to see it first. I'd like to see it first. I just think I just think that, you know, they they rise and fall with him. And if he's not right, there's no way Jerry Goff is right. Also I think the Bears is a bad matchup for them, even at even in Coliseum. And if they win at the Coliseum, I think that I don't know, you know, I think it's a really difficult time to win in New Orleans. I think they have a really tough road, that's all. I think they have a really tough road. And, and uh, you know, but I think it's I think one win for them would be really good it'd be really a, 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 another step towards the man name them as an L.A. team. But I just think I just think it's a really tough road.
7: You know, in, in thinking about that, it, it appears that there's going to be a lot of pressure on Jared Goff, especially after coming off his performance last year. Do you think Goff is at a point where he is ready to handle the responsibility of maybe having to put this team on his
13: shoulders Yeah, for right. them to right. that's, a, that's a great question, Buggy. That's going to be the question. Because, again, he did not – if you look back at last year's playoff loss to the Falcons, Gurley gained over 100 yards, so Gurley was fine. Golf didn't have a good game. They had a couple fumbles on special teams. Farrell Cooper had a couple fumbles, but Golf did not have a great game. This is on Golf. Yeah, this is this would be a testament if they get through the first round. they they get through, you know, the, you know the second round next week. That would be all a testament to towards golf's maturity.
5: Or if they don't,
13: it's a testament toward where, well, maybe he's not there yet. And maybe he's not, you know, who knows when he's going to get there. Yeah. I I think, I think that's definitely, that's, that's the point is that if Gurley's not right, it's on golf and can golf do it? He hasn't really shown that yet, right? He hasn't shown the ability to take this team and lead them to a, to a big win yet by himself. So, uh, this will be a very, very big test for him.
4: Bill Plasky, L.A. Times. Uh, Bill, real quick, uh, did you see Bill Walton is suggesting maybe Barack Obama for UCLA? Uh, your, your thoughts, but no, who do they end up with?
13: You know, they're going to end up with whoever will take the job. It's not a good job. I wrote this in the L.A. Times this week. It is not a good job. They play in a in a They play in front of a half-filled poly pavilion. the uh, The game times are terrible because the Pac twelve TV deal is so bad kids have haven't heard of John Wooden. Most kids don't have ever heard of John Wooden anymore. They haven't. And they don't, the school acts like it's a small school. They don't travel commercial. They don't, I mean, I mean, I mean they don't travel charter. They don't charter planes. They don't charter planes for coaches for recruiting. So you have to mispractice the coaches because we're practicing on recruiting trips. That hurts. They're, they're just not running like Kentucky or Duke or Kansas. They are just not run that way. And, and plus you have a, a fan base. They expect you to get to the final four every year when you've won one championship since you know in, in over twenty years. Right. So, oh, so I so I don't think it's a great job. I think they end up you know with someone maybe a smaller school guy who can come in. I mean maybe a Nevada, maybe an Eric Musselman, maybe that would be good. Maybe Mick Cronin from Cincinnati or somebody, some up and coming guy. That's that's gonna be their best bet. I think they ought to go out and try to get Billy Donovan. I think that that would be a great huh, move. Yeah. I I think and if if but OKC's playing too well. Do do not get Rick Petino under any circumstances.
4: No, that's not that's not that's
13: not happening. But but you know, but, but again, it's I'm telling you, it's not a great job. People are not flocking to this job. They are not flocking there unless they change the way they do things. Unless they unless they start treating the foot the basketball team like they treat the football team. It's it's become skewered over there. it's it's, it's become a football school, a football first school over there. I never thought to say that, but it has been. It is. So we'll see what happens.
4: Bill, great stuff. Great to have you. Thanks, man.
13: All right. See you guys.
4: Okay. Bill Plaschke, L.A. Times. Colts on the board. Opening drive. Touchdown moments ago. Andrew Luck to Eric Ebron. Uh, Captain Andrew Luck is off to a good start, dearest mother. Uh, uh, that was, it's, that was it's nice. Not even,
7: it's not even an Andrew Luck.
4: T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton had a great T.Y. Hilton, Hilton.
7: talked the talk this week. And already we've seen, what, three receptions? Three catches. Three catches. catches, And the long one that set up that touchdown. Jonathan Joseph called him a clown. He walks into the stadium (laughs) with a clown mask on. Man, playoff football, man, you have to love it. And you talk about, so here's the thing that you have to pay attention to. Everyone thinks that you want to have home field advantage in the playoffs. And you would like that. But the pressure shifts on the home team when you're playing from behind. And so the angst and the anxiety in the home
4: stands, the longer they're behind, the more they feel it, and the tighter they become. And Deshaun Watson takes the field for his first playoff game, already down by seven. Already down. He already. Yeah. No, he's yeah. He's, no, he's, yeah he's fine. He's fine. I'm a big Deshaun <laughs> fan, but all right. Um, we'll get back to your calls eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Why do you think Levi Stadium seems uh, to be uh, on its way to being maybe partially empty uh, for this game on Monday? Plus, uh, still ahead. Bucky's got some insight on the Steelers, and it's good. That's coming up.
9: From a hot air balloon landing on a car to a load of concrete falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We
10: are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by farmers, truck, fire insurance, exchanges, and affiliates. Products not available in every state.
4: Okay, Mark Willard, Bucky Brooks, Fox Sports Radio coming up at the top of the hour. We'll get to that Steelers stuff, because that was good. That was good. I want yeah. I want to talk about <laughs> I want to talk about those Steelers. And I'm still bummed the committee didn't pick them to be in the playoffs. That would have been nice. Um, we do also have this just tweeted out by Pro Football Talk. <whistles> blocked by athletic director Lynn Swan from interviewing for the Jets and Cardinals head coaching jobs. There is a chance that USC offensive coordinator Cliff Kingsbury will resign. So that he can explore those opportunities. You're not doing that unless the Cardinals or Jets give you a pretty big wink, wink, nod, nod, right? I mean, I, I you're, g- not, you're not resigning from that gig I guess for my, an interview. So here, here's
7: here's here's my thing with Cliff Kingsbury. And I think Cliff Kingsbury does a great job with offense. But what leads me to believe that a guy who was a sub five hundred coach in the Big Twelve can go to a higher level of competition. And win games.
4: I don't know. You never know. I mean, what gave you the idea that Bill Belichick was going to do what he did in New England after what you had seen him do with the Browns? Well, see here, the, the mean, difference. The know, difference is, the scenario. difference
7: is, Bill Belichick was a highly respected, highly thought of D coordinator in multiple spots before he got his other opportunity with the the Patriots. Like, there's something where he was good at something. Whatever. Like, what do I know that Cliff Kingsbury is good at? Call a play, and call a play. I mean, yeah, but, like, when you look <laughs> right, at their, like right. their record was really upside down right, in the Big I understand. 12. I understand. And when we think about this air raid system that he's bringing into the mm-hmm. league, like, yeah, it's fine, but you know what I saw in the Orange Bowl? I saw the air raid system against an NFL-type right.
4: defensive mind, and it didn't really look to Didn't go same. so well. Didn't go so well. Uh, Neiman in, in Montana, real quick on this idea about the college football playoff game in the Bay Area. Neiman, go ahead. You got about 30 seconds, but.
13: Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, If I got 30 seconds, I'm going to try to make this quick. So if you guys are worried about being a geographical thing, why don't you put it in the one place in the nation which is geographically the easiest to get to. Now, I live in Montana. It's very hard for me to get anywhere simply because people don't realize that people live in Montana. But the one place that is very easy for me to get to, the one place that is very cheap for me to get to, is Las Vegas, Nevada. You want to put butts in the seats, put it in the one city where there is betting. Even if they don't even have a horse in the race, Montana. Uh, if they don't have a horse in the race, they can get to the game, they can bet, and they can be like, you know yep. what? I'm gonna go check out the game. Yeah, and Neiman. I, like I tell you what, a-
4: I think it's a really good idea. And by the way, someone brought this up to me this week. They're like baseball, they know you know, Omaha. We're going to Omaha. What if football was doing like a we're going to Vegas? We made it. It's the same place every year. Everyone everyone knows you can build your your trip around it. Yeah. More on that coming up. Well, I'm just going to come out and say it. Uh, Bucky uh, they, they're not looking too good for your boy now. Um, can, can this I, I get, is, It is nothing, and the Texans do not have a first down. Okay, we're going to treat this like it's golf. Okay, let's treat it like it's golf. I will feel that. We're going to play two off the tee. Oh. you you so like, I might one like take, Bob Barker. I might want to take, <laughs> <might,
7: I> <laughs> <one> take a <laughs> mulligan. Okay, I might want to take a mulligan. I might hit this one
4: OB. <laughs> I might want to hit this one out of bounds. Okay. Because... Man, the the Indianapolis Colts are rolling. They are gashing them. The holes are getting bigger. Lee and I just had a discussion. The first two plays of the game, uh, it was an incomplete pass to nowhere from Andrew Luck, and then J.J. Watt stuffed Marlon Mack in the backfield. It was third and 12, and you're feeling like, okay, okay, Texans, and the crowd's going crazy. Well, third and 12, Luck nails T.Y. Hilton for 12 yards, And ever since that moment, they have have been doing whatever they want on every single drive. Two drives, two touchdowns. Texans went three and out on theirs. You said a minute ago, when you're at home and you fall behind, that's when the pressure gets really big. Deshaun Watson, uh, this is his first playoff game. He's now in a 14-0 hole on his home field. I know enough about this division, these two teams, to know that this game is not over yet. These two teams tend to play high-flying, high-scoring games, so it's not over by any stretch, but this, this is going to be one hell of a challenge today. Luck looks like he's got it going on.
7: Oh, he definitely has it going. And, you know, you have to understand, Frank Reich has been in these games a ton Obviously, last year, player. he was offense yeah. offensive coordinator for the Eagles. They won the Super Bowl, but as a player. yes. And so, we always talk about this game. The stage is big for everybody. It definitely doesn't look like it's too big for Frank Wright. It is in slow motion, and the way that he is calling plays, they are absolutely dealing. Let's see how Bill
4: O'Brien responds. Okay, yeah, your move, Texans. We're live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. Bears host the Eagles tomorrow. Matt Spiegel, uh, our buddy AM670, the score in Chicago, will join us in about 30 minutes. All right, Bucky. What do you know about the Pittsburgh Steelers right now? (laughs) What do you know, my friend? What
7: don't we know? Ah. Well, this is what we know about the Pittsburgh Steelers Mike Tomlin has to take control of the locker room again. Like, it is situation critical this year has let you know that there's something that is broken in Pittsburgh. Um, From the beginning of the year with the Lev Bell situation, he doesn't report. There appears to be some miscommunication between Bell and his teammates. His teammates are initially supportive. Then they kind of turn. The quarterback says uh, in the middle of the year, like, "Uh, you know, maybe James Conner deserves to be the starter. That's not necessarily the kind of language that you want to hear for a guy that's been – All-pro running back behind you. Yes, Your star has kind of helped you a little bit. Then you start to hear the conversation about, oh, we don't have a number one receiver. We got a a bunch of guys that can be number ones. We don't have a number one. Oh, that's news to A.B.'s ears, (laughs) who has been a guy who's had 100 catches, six straight seasons, over 1,200 yards, six straight years. What you're having now is a quarterback and I'm not laying this all on Ben Roethlisberger, but the quarterback and the number one receiver aren't getting along right now. The quarterback, through back channels, had a XPR guy say, mm. Ben Roethlisberger made A.B. A.B. is like, what What are you talking You about? Oh, oh, I remember it. You're you, telling me Ben had that I'm said? I'm not saying he had it said, okay. but it came from someone who was
4: tight with Ben. Right, a former those PR things, person, former PR, yeah.
7: Those things just don't
4: materialize okay. out the air. Okay, so okay. now you have a- that B- was when for people who don't know what you're talking about, that was when Antonio Brown responded on and responded on Twitter and said, "Oh, if you feel that way, trade me and let's find out." Yep. So that's when this started, and that so, was like week what I don't know four two, three two, th- yes early in like the year. So
7: this has been bubbling for a while. So you okay. have that where the XPR guy says that. Ben Roethlisberger made A.B. We'll say that it maybe didn't come directly from Ben, but that's what the PR guy said. So now you have in meetings where Ben Roethlisberger is calling out A.B. on routes and stuff, and there are reports that maybe he said, I don't have to throw you the ball. I'll throw the ball wherever I want to throw the ball. Then they go out to practice, and they have a walkthrough, and A.B. blows a route. Runs the wrong route. Ben Roethlisberger may have uttered, get him out. Whoa. Do you think Joe Montana's uttering that to Jerry Rice?
4: (laughs) Well, that's what's bizarre about the story that you're telling me, which I believe, but why would a quarterback – I mean, you want to talk about biting the hands that feed you. So, but but this is what – Why would a QB categorically through an entire year pull apart all of his own weapons? Why? Why? Because it's, it's about me. But to what end? It's me. I'm, but the, that's franchise. Not, that's not but I'm the franchise. that's not going to help you lose. But I'm the franchise. You missed the playoffs. Yeah,
7: I'm the franchise. And you missed and the playoffs. A, right now, now it's that. But in the moment, oh, I got this. Because also remember, Todd Haley got up out the paint. Todd Haley was the one guy who held Ben Roethlisberger accountable. Think about the friction that they always had. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, man, that offense had been pretty successful. Why all of a sudden it's Todd Haley up out? That doesn't make sense. They had a pretty good run. Ben hmm. Roethlisberger had his best years up on him. So now there are some who believe in the building. He has his buddy calling place. Why do we think the Pittsburgh Steelers offense was so skewed heavily towards the pass? Like, just think. Like, just follow the bird crumbs. It'll take you. They were throwing on almost 70% of their passes. No more pass attempts. More pass than anybody in the league. Look, it's not the quarterback's fault, but he's just as responsible as 84 and 26 for this team's demise.
4: Here's what I notice two things. A, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown are probably watching the playoffs together right now with cigars. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's observation number one. Observation number two is the timeline of this Antonio Brown story just within the last week. Because day one went like this. Antonio Brown is going to request a trade. And everybody reacted, well, that's not happening. The Steelers are not trading Antonio Brown. We have run the numbers. We've looked at the cap and the contract. And I mean, it's impossible. And then Mike Tomlin had a press conference. Mike Tomlin did not do what a coach does when they want to squash a trade rumor. He did not say, we are not trading Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is part of this future here. What he said was, I'm not commenting on any trade speculation about Antonio Brown. And then went on to show how furious he clearly is about the situation. I hear quotes from teammates who clearly felt like Brown. Uh, left their brothers high and dry at the biggest moment of the season. That's not usually a fixable situation. Mm -hmm. And then I heard the reporters show up 24 hours later, and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, you know, the Steelers actually could find a financial way to make this work. So what's my read? Antonio Brown has played his last game with the Steelers. Oh, yeah, I I think he's out. Brown is going to be somewhere else next year. Mm -hmm. And I spent a lot of this holiday week in the San Francisco Bay area. And let me tell you, I can tell you at least one team that would love to have him. Now, Adam Schefter made an interesting comment about what it would take to get Antonio Brown. He said, well, Amari Cooper got a one. And Amari is not as talented as Antonio Brown. Certainly not at the time of the trade. Okay. Fair. Amari's a lot younger. I mean, significantly younger than Antonio Brown. So is that an equalizer? I don't know. Plus, when the trade happened for Amari Cooper, the one you got was an unspecified one. Is it a high one, mid one, the low one, the mm-hmm. Cowboys one. We don't know what that is. Now everybody knows what their one is. So to use the teams that we've heard of, the Cardinals, the 49ers, these are incredibly high ones. These are the number one overall pick. The number two overall pick. That feels like too much to me.
7: It, it feels like too much for, for A.B. because one, he's 30. Yes. he would be 31. 31 by the time he's older. Up You're already talking about the significant amount of money that he's due in salary. Can you make that fit? I think obviously teams can make a fit if they want to make it happen. And then, you still have to be sure that you can take in this personality. Big head coach, general manager, you have to be able to control the monster because he's not changing. He can put on a, a face or two for a couple weeks, but he's going to be who he is. And so when you're considering what he brings on the field and the talent is immense, is it—is it worth potentially damaging what you have in your locker room from a culture standpoint? That is the big thing that these teams have to consider when you think about bringing him in.
4: Okay, but let's look at this contract. Right now, it has a total of three years left on it. It's actually signing up for Antonio for a pretty short stint. I need three years, and here's what I know in year one. You'll be better behaved than you were before, and you will be highly motivated. Think about the tweet that you just brought up. Trade me and let's find out. Year one somewhere else. Antonio Brown is going to want to show he was not a concoction of Ben Roethlisberger, mm-hmm. so he's going to be a good soldier. I think taking on Antonio Brown for a three-year stint, especially at age 30, 31, is incredibly smart. Mm. I think you're going to get high production for the maybe the last three good years of his career.
7: You have to know. You have to know what you're doing. Like, it is the time you will get a very motivated. Yes. Antonio Brown. And you may get an Antonio Brown that gives you that Randy Moss type, oh, I'm going to stick it to the man. I'm going to stick it to them. I'm going to let them know how good I am. The one thing that everyone will tell you when it comes to Brown, one of the hardest working guys in the building. He's going to be the hardest work. He's going to work. The guy does not flinch when it comes to working. However, he needs the ball. He wants the ball. He doesn't get the ball. He could be a problem. It is... Something that when you're a new team, you have to figure it out. You got to figure out what you're going to do.
4: Did Deshaun Watson just oh, throw an he, interception? He threw a pick.
7: It was fourth down. Fourth down. Fourth empty down. Formation. already
4: going for it on fourth down. This seems – what quarter are we in? Mm, Still like, in the first quarter. This seems a little desperate, doesn't it?
7: Game's a little big now. <laughs> oh, look. That is a great play. That is a great play. We can't see one it here, corner, so what? One
4: corner jumps so, off the other guy. So, yeah.
7: so what happened? We're in empty formation, empty formation, three receivers to the left, two to the right. The Texans are running what is called a stick concept, If we count them from outside in, one, two, and three. Number three, the innermost guy is running a five-yard out. Number two is running a five-yard out. There's a corner that is lined up on the slot receiver number two. He sees his guy breaks out. He moves inside to number three and jumps it, picks it off, That is just a great job of route recognition. The Indianapolis Colts are all on
4: there. And they are already in Texans territory with a first down at the 40-yard line, leading 14 to nothing as the final seconds of the first quarter tick off. So, we'll keep you completely up to date on that. If you are having a travel day or out and about still with the family here on a Saturday, keep you up to date on that. And a story just broke about the Steelers. That may have an effect on what we were just talking about. We'll get to that coming up next with Bucky Brooks, Mark Willard. It's Fox Sports Radio. From a car
9: landing on a roof to a car landing in a pool, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two.
10: We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by farmers, truck, fire insurance, exchanges, and affiliates. Products not available in every state.
4: All right, Mark Willard, Bucky Brooks, Fox Sports Radio. Matt Spiegel in 10 minutes. Help us get ready for the Bears. And the Eagles tomorrow in Chicago. Big play in Houston. Colts already up 14-0 in the red zone. J.J. Watt bats a pass that was going to be completed, by the way. It gets intercepted. Houston stops the Colts' drive and now maybe has an opportunity, at least a little bit of a momentum switch.
7: They They have to score. The longer that it stays like this, the more the pressure builds on the young quarterback. The thing that you typically would like to rely on at this moment, you want to be able to run the ball. You want to run the ball and take some of the pressure off Deshaun Watson to have to make plays. Um, They don't want to get into a situation where Deshaun Watson is having to throw the ball 40 times. Uh, They have been winning. When they were on that nine-game streak, Deshaun Watson was throwing right around 24 to 26 passes. That was kind of the sweet spot. Right now we're seeing a game that is kind of trending where he is going to have to throw it more. Bill O'Brien has to get control of this game. they got to run the ball so they can control the tempo of the game and kind of settle everybody down. He, this uh, is a huge drive.
4: Yeah, he uh, already has 10 pass attempts uh, just at the start of the second quarter. So your uh, your pacing is absolutely correct uh, that right now it's trending toward, and you'd figure in the second half, maybe even more than in the first half, mm-hmm. it's trending toward 40 passes right now. I don't know if they're going to have the luxury to keep it down to 25. We'll see what they do on this drive. Uh, they do take over, but at their own 15, so they have a long way to go. Colts continue to lead 14 to nothing over Houston as the NFL playoffs do get started, and we have it covered wall to wall here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay. The headline I just saw was The Pittsburgh Steelers are expected to restructure Ben Roethlisberger's deal. Mm-hmm. Now, gee, I wonder why they would want to do that. You got oh. any ideas? Huh.
7: Hmm. Hmm. I think maybe to absorb some of the cap stuff.
4: The Steelers yeah. are trading Antonio Brown.
7: Oh, he's gone.
4: He is absolutely going to get traded. The fact that this story not only is out, it comes out today and everything you just detailed. Like if you're going to trade Antonio Brown and you need cap relief, who are you going to go talk to? Quarterback. But not the, only the guy who seems motivated to get Antonio Brown off of the team.
7: And and not only that, like I think it it is look this is a standoff between: A hey, is it number seven or eighty-four? The Steelers are picking number seven. Oh, well, you have so, to. You have to. So, look, I thought just a year ago Ben Roethlisberger wanted to retire. What, yeah,
4: that's a good point. What happened? Huh? Oh,
7: huh? That's funny. <laughs> I thought he's worried about his health and he didn't want to be a a melonhead or anything. <laughs> oh,
3: but Benet, I do. I do remember that. But yes.
7: he wants to keep playing. Huh? Interesting.
4: Yeah. It is interesting, isn't it? it? It's very interesting.
7: Oh, I don't care about the money to take care of stuff, all all those things. But now, oh, contract. I I don't don't know if I can come back. Like,
1: dude, I'm Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more.
7: i telling you, man, this dude... Look, I, I get it. I understand it, but... <laughs> no, I, it, it it's
4: fascinating to me because you've always, ever since you and I have discussed stuff, like, I've always heard you talk about uh, Ben Roethlisberger and not in a bad way, like he is a great quarterback, but... I mean, uh, he's a lot. A lot. I mean, what word's the right one? Diva? Drama queen? I what, drama, what, queen. Yeah, dra- drama queen. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that, and If the Steelers are now, if what they've just done over the last 12 calendar months is select Ben Roethlisberger over not just Antonio Brown. Le'Veon Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, both younger players. Mm -hmm. I understand that a quarterback is a quarterback, and he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. So, I don't know. What do you do? I get that. Antonio Brown, what is Antonio Brown if you have a bad quarterback? Well, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So, I understand that. But if that's what they've done, then you do stand uh, to open yourself up to the possibility that two years from now you got nothing.
7: Oh, you're going to have nothing. 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 So so I think this is, has, has to be part of a bigger rebuild. And I also think um, with Roethlisberger, because Roethlisberger's deal is up at the end of next year, the 2020 quarterback class is supposed to be outstanding. Supposed to be a good one. Trade away Antonio Brown, get more capital. And you think about this: is you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna do a complete rebuild. Oh, complete rebuild. Oh, but the Pittsburgh Steelers typically draft better than
4: they. No, they did. They're great franchise. That's kind of why I react that way. Like to a Steeler fan, I mean, three weeks ago you're like, all right, hosting but, the but playoff But you know, game. But,
7: but like, but like, uh, even even with that, what have they won in the in the 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 killer B era with Bill Brown? Roethlisberger, they ain't going to a Super Bowl. With no, 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 no. no. They have not been able they, to get they by Tom Brady. They haven't, done it. They, haven't, yeah. they haven't done anything. And, in fact, I believe this is a complete reset. When the Steelers go to the Super Bowl, it is because their defense ranks as one of the top two in the league. It's true. They're able to run the ball when they want to run it, and the quarterback makes timely plays. The shift that they've made in the last five years, they became more offensive-centric as opposed to what they've always been which is a defensive heavy squad.
4: This is interesting. I think what you're actually saying is, while the Steelers get a lot of discussion, they get a lot of talk because they're dramatic. Mm-hmm. They're a soap opera. Mm-hmm. They even admitted that. Jesse mm-hmm. James called them the, uh, the Kardashians. Kardashians. And they are fantasy football gold.
7: Love it. People love Fantasy
4: it. football players. Steelers, baby. Are you kidding me? Two 1,300-yard receivers? Let me get that. And a quarterback and a defense that lets the other team score 30? Yeah! Let's play! So you're saying they get all this talk, 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 but they're falling a little bit short on the substance side. And I get that. I see that. I just think that that's a really tough pill for fans to swallow who are looking at a team that certainly appeared – to be on its way to winning a division, maybe even getting a top two seed, as as, as short as three weeks ago, now we're using the word rebuild. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a lot to wrap your head around. Yeah, I mean, I think I think
7: they have to do it. I think they can still rebuild and win. But when you look at teams that have been able to do it, Seattle Seahawks did it. Seattle Seahawks did. It. They got all those guys up out. All those guys on defense, all the guys that talked a lot, that uh, seemed that they were growing tired of Pete Carroll's message, Pete Carroll said, I'm going to take my team back. I'm going to take my team back. We're go back to the way it was done when we became the dominant power. And what he did was he got all the old guys out, had the young players playing. They went back to the message about always competing. They ran the football despite having a franchise yep. quarterback. Yep. And Russell Wilson, and lo and behold, they're back in the playoffs. And next year they could be even better because now they've done the reset. Those guys get experience. Mike Tomlin can do that. And the Pittsburgh Steelers absolutely can still win a ton of games. Mm. It'll be different, though. It has to be different. And the quarterback has to be willing to cooperate.
4: You know what the Seahawks don't have, though? What? Players we talk about. Not anymore. Yeah.
7: They got rid of all of them.
4: I know. And
7: that's what they're going to do in Pittsburgh.
4: That's tough for fans. You got to understand, a fans but see, but I actually think fans think they just root for winning teams, and it's mm. totally not true. Winning—that's not the only thing you root for. Who do they root for? They root for things to not be boring. This mm. is entertainment. Um, so boring. you know, Seahawks fans are not going to whine about this year. They have a surprise trip to the playoffs, but nationally, the Seahawks are Russell Wilson and and a bunch of faces.
7: So, in using
4: that example.
7: Man, you think Ben Roethlisberger would love to be the face of the franchise? Because then it becomes all about him. Right. We're getting bail out. We're getting Brown out.
4: Well, then Who, Who's it the immediately star? is. It's
7: me, number well, seven.
4: We like Juju though. Yeah, we
7: like Juju, we like but Juju won't he won't like take light from Ben Roethlisberger. Right, that's true. So then you can you can sell Ben on, hey, we're gonna we're gonna tweak it. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna be it we can get the defense right, we're gonna be able to run the ball. You're still gonna shine. But we're going to win more games.
4: All right, that Texans drive that you said had to lead to a score? Uh, yeah, three, no. Three and out. Yeah, no. uh, Three and out. Colts have the ball again just shy of midfield. However, it is third down. Third down and short. Coming up with the Colts, they still trail 14 to nothing. We'll look ahead at Eagles and Bears here coming up in a minute with Matt Spiegel, AM670, the score in Chicago. Brian Fenley right now as we take a look at everything that's going on out and about. Brian. Hey, hey,
14: thank you, Mark. The Colts are moving their offense against the Texans in today's first NFL wildcard game.
6: No score, 1035 to go. Andrew Luck throws right side caught by Eric Ebron. Touchdown! Touchdown! Eric Ebron, six yards away, and Eric Ebron has his 14th receiving score of the season. And the Colts draw first blood. It's six to nothing.
14: Colts Radio Network Indy leading Houston 14-0 in the second quarter. Both Andrew Luck and Deshaun Watson have thrown interceptions. But Indianapolis has picked up 12 first downs, Houston only two. That Colts defense is suffocating. Now, I am no love doctor, but Cliff Kingsbury and USC might be in store for a bad breakup. This according to Pro Football Talk. Trojans offensive coordinator Kingsbury might resign if USC will not let him pursue NFL opportunities. This comes after league insider Adam Schefter reported earlier today, USC blocked Kingsbury from talking to the Cardinals and Jets who showed interest in him for their head coach openings. Kingsbury signed with the Trojans less than a month ago in... Don't act like this is the first time you've heard of a man have commitment issues like Kingsbury. You need to make good choices. And with true car, you've got a star on your roster. So when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out true car, true cash offered on available in all areas. Meantime, NFL networks Ian Rappaport revealing the chargers will sit out tight end Hunter Henry for tomorrow's playoff game against the Ravens. He's recovering nicely from an ACL tear, but the team wants to play it safe. Meantime, we will be back with Bucky and Mark, but
9: first, a
14: check-in with farmers.
9: From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two.
10: We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.
14: Back to the guys and Mark and Bucky.
4: All right, Brian, thank you very much. We're live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It is easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com. Or you can call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. My good buddy Matt Spiegel, AM670, The Score in Chicago, joins us now live getting ready for Bears-Eagles. And Matt, uh, especially since Go I know bears. you're such a musician, I want to know what people in Chicago are singing these days because the Bears still suck, the Bears still you can't. They can't <laughs> sing that this year because the Bears don't suck anymore.
12: No, no, they, they can't sing that. Um, if anything, it's a Super Bowl shuffle with an updated beat, perhaps. Uh, and you can it really—it's whatever they're dancing to in club dub, which is what Matt Nagy has called the uh, the Bears locker room after wins. Club dub. Once they get a W, they make sure to celebrate and go a little nuts in the Bears yes. locker room after every win. It's pretty fun.
7: You know, I think about it being fun. How much fun are the Bears fans going to have hoping Mitchell Trubisky can come through for them? How much pressure is on the young quarterback to come through for the Bears tomorrow?
12: A lot, uh, a lot, except, Bucky, they have really dialed things back and simplified things. Uh, A friend of mine put it this way, that Matt Nagy has moved from development mode with Mitchell Trubisky to championship mode with Mitchell Trubisky, and it's like, all of a sudden he realizes, okay, I've got this defense. Um, I do have the ability to have a run game if I just lean on that a little bit more. I I don't have to worry about what Trubisky's going to be in a couple of years. I can just get the most out of what I have now. So they've simplified things. It's a much more efficient offense. They're asking less of Mitch, and he has responded really, really well. And, you know, it reminds me of what Russell Wilson looked like in uh, his first couple years as he had the Legion of Boom uh, on, on on his defensive side. or I think Tom Brady won, what, three Super Bowls as a game manager, essentially, before Bill Belichick opened it wide open. And, uh, you know, who knows what Mitch Trubisky can be eventually, but in terms of what he is now, they're asking less of him, and that's a very smart bit of coaching from Matt Nagy.
4: I want to go back to Club Dub, and first off, express disappointment that the Warriors didn't think of that four years ago, but um, but but – you know, we hear all the time Nagy, Sean McVay, and even Kyle Shanahan, who's had the uh, you know, the injury luck with Garoppolo, those are the three guys always here that are like these young upstart play callers in the NFC. But what you just pointed out was kind of maybe the way Nagy mixes with the guys in an emotional sense. How much does that have to do with his success this year with the Bears?
12: It's massive, Mark. He has completely changed the culture of this entire franchise and in football more than any other sport a head coach can do it and he has come in uh... he's a fan of what pete carroll had done in seattle he talked a bunch with Joe Madden, about what Joe Madden has done historically with Tampa and with the Cubs. Remember, the Cubs have a celebration room in their, in their uh, locker room, in their clubhouse, where they celebrate every win. Like, they're just going absolutely crazy, and then they process it, and they move on. Club Dub is a direct response to that. And I don't know whether it's just a better fit with millennials or the kind of kids that, that he's coaching, but really what it is is just Nagy enjoys what he does. And this entire franchise is having so much damn fun. Talk about bridging a gap with a defense that is under the, the tutelage of Vic Fangio. Matt, now he doesn't really have to have a whole lot of interaction with them, but nine different Bears defensive players have taken snaps on offense this year. Nine. And what happens is every week... There's a knock on the defensive, on the door of the defense as They're in meetings with Fangio, and, every, and it's Neggy And everybody's like, oh, who's getting the call? Who's getting the call this week? Akeem <laughs> Hicks, come with me. Last year, Kwiatkowski, come with me. Last week, I should say. So they're having so much fun that it makes every other message he tries to get across more effective because they're listening. They're enjoying it, and they listen better.
7: You know, there's a lot of people that pay close attention to this defense. Uh, Khalil Mack his impact on the defense How has Vic Fangio been able to take Khalil Mack and put him in the best position to succeed to really help this defense flourish
12: this was a really good defense uh without Khalil Mack this was I think they were number nine in the NFL last year and they were going to be uh you know improved but then you drop Khalil Mack in and everything has has changed You know, I, I, I almost think it's just Mac being himself. I don't know how much scheming Vic has to do with Mac. I know that the middle is awfully strong with the Hicks and Eddie Goldman and this fifth round pick Bilal Nichols that those guys are studs uh and that max sometimes will drop back every once in a while in coverage but that's usually his own choice um, but he is kind of allowed to do his thing it'll bounce from side to side maybe swap with Leonard Floyd it's just that knowing what you're going to get from him has made every level of the defense better. Bucky, you know how it works when, when you know as a defensive back that you, the quarterback has three seconds max because Khalil Mack's going to get there, or Akeem Hicks is going to help get there up the middle, then all of a sudden they can jump their routes a little bit more, right? They can be a little bit more aggressive. Adrian Amos can, can get, to the, uh, get to the catch a little sooner and make a hit and break up a play. Eddie Jackson can undercut something and just guess with a little more aggressiveness, and maybe that's why he's got so many defensive touchdowns already. They're, just, they're really good at every level, and it's complementary football on the defensive
4: end. Okay, Matt, this, uh, this Bears love fest. Is just wonderful. However, <laughs> however, however, I do have a musical interlude for you and then a discussion to have about it. Please, if you would, guys, uh, let's hear it. Who cares about the kicker? <laughs> but I. That's right or Cody Parkey. That could be his name as well. I know everybody. Yay Bears. This is all fun. It's club dub. The kicker stinks, Matt. What what happens in a tight playoff game when Cody Parkey needs to not hit an upright? What happens?
12: He, he might be the death of all of us. <laughs> Cody Parkey. <laughs> right. It's entirely possible <laughs> that we all look back on our football lives and say why did they gave give Cody barkey so much guaranteed money because <laughs> if he didn't have all this guaranteed money and look at it it's 3 years 15 million i think nine of it's guaranteed if he didn't have all of this guaranteed money he would have been gone middle of the year of course but because they did they had to stick with him instead of bringing the traveling caravan of unemployed kickers to town on a tuesday morning and and <laughs> and 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 hiring whichever Zendejas fell off the back of the truck you know just Instead, they've had to keep Cody Parkey going, build up his confidence. It's been a ridiculous story of, (laughs) hey, this week he's practicing at night at Soldier Field, and there's news (laughs) helicopters shooting, like, Uh... like, you know, spy footage of Cody Parkey working out, and then news channels run it, and the Bears complain, and they have to pull it and pull it off Twitter. It's just ridiculous stuff all year long. And it's it stands as a very very dangerous signing by Ryan Pace. Next year, I think they'll have to eat some money and find themselves yep. a real kicker. Yeah, Sony no Barbie doubt. Ain't it.
4: All right. Well, if it doesn't, if he misses a huge kick or something this month, then uh, will you promise to at least cover lonesome kicker at your next gig? Yes, no okay. problem. Right. Right. We'll do it I, happily,
12: and I'll, I, I'll do Sandler's impression of please, Springsteen. Please, um, exactly.
4: Please send me a video. That's, uh, that's all I want out of this month. Unless the Bears win the Super Bowl, that's, that's fine, too. So, uh, Matt, great stuff. Always love having you, buddy. Thank you. You got it, Mark. Thanks, Bucky. Uh, okay. Matt Spiegel, AM670, the score in Chicago, is warming up to potentially sing Lonesome Kicker. All right. Uh, it's feeling pretty lonesome in Houston right now. Uh, the Colts are up <laughs> 21 to nothing. Um, so along with uh, a little bit more to say about that, we're not quite done with the Pittsburgh Steelers yet either. And then Troy Aikman is going to join us at the top of the hour. Stick around on Fox Sports Radio. From a hot air balloon
9: landing on a car to a load of concrete falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two.
10: We are farmers. bum, 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 bum. bum. Underwritten by farmers, truck, fire insurance, exchanges, and affiliates. Products not available in every state.
6: Second down and 10 for the Colts at the Houston 18-yard line. Luck out of the gun. Drops back to throw. Has time. walks into the back of the end zone. It's Dontrell Inman. Touchdown. Touchdown for the Colts 18 yards away. Dontrell Inman finds the end zone for the third consecutive week. And the Colts opening up a can right now on the Texans. It's 20 to nothing.
4: Colts Radio Network. And he's right. They're opening up a can because that play you just heard, I mean, there weren't even any Houston defenders on the television screen when he caught it. I mean, it was a simple <laughs> 15-yard route, corner of the end zone. He's by himself. Nobody's around these guys. This is simple pitch and catch for Andrew Locke right now.
7: Simple pitch and catch. They're doing a great job of protecting up front. And the toughest thing to do in football is to cover. It is hard to cover somebody for three, four seconds. And so what the – Colts are doing is they're locking it up up front, make sure no one can get to Andrew Luck, and he's giving his receivers enough time to run double moves and all kinds of trick stuff, making it very, very hard for the Texans to be able to stay with them.
4: Now, that said, the Texans do have a trip into the red zone right now, although they are sacked right out of the red zone as we say that, so third down and probably about 12 coming up from just outside the 20. We're inside of two minutes before the first half. The Texans will have an opportunity to at least get something on the board here. Uh, before they go into the locker room,
7: yeah, they have an opportunity <laughs> to get something on the board. But look, the Achilles heel of the Houston Texans this season has been their offensive line. Oh, that's a
4: miss. Yeah, face got, mask. they got away on that sack. They got away with a face mask on Sean Watson. Face mask. Did not Man, see it.
7: Did not see that. But the Achilles heel has been the offensive line, and the Indianapolis Colts—they aren't doing anything. That was a simple T.E. stunt. Uh, the tackle goes outside. The end comes inside runs right through the A-gap, gets a sack, it's been an issue. So now Deshaun Watson has to make sure that, worst case, they get three points, just can't turn the ball over in this situation.
4: Yeah, I know. It seems like three is not a big deal at this point, but it is. Uh, And you don't want to give that up and uh, commit a silly turnover here. Watson almost does, but instead – Okay, oh. now this is an interesting decision. They All get 13 kick. yards. They're a yard shy of the first down marker at the nine-yard line. Kick the field goal. You're kicking or you going? I'm kicking the field goal. Yeah, you need Bill to O'Brien does board. not look like he's kicking a field goal. Nah, he's talking like into it. his microphone. Here we go. This, this is what happens. <laughs> Pressure. Stress. Wow. Wow. Boy, they have to get this yard. They have got to get this yard. It's a full yard. Uh, and when empty formation. Empty backfield. So, so
7: now you know it's a passing play. And now they quarterback call it timeout. Now they Please.
4: call a timeout. You think they'll re uh, reassess the situation during the timeout? No, I think he's all in. Yeah, Bill, Bill did yeah, not he, hesitate. He did hesitate. He did not look toward his kicker. No. no. Um, so the uh, lonesome kicker right now is Kaimi Fairbairn, as he will stay on the sideline. All right, fourth and one coming up for the Texans. We'll keep you up to date. Let me read an exchange to you that was just uh, tweeted out by Dan Wolken, and what he wrote over the top of it was, this is an odd exchange, and it is. Uh, media... Speaking to Tua tungle as they get ready for the college football championship game on Monday night. Question. Tua, some L.A. fans are going to be watching down there. How close were you to going to SC? Hmm. Tua, to SC? I was pretty close to going to SC. But it was a family decision. I wouldn't look back. Okay? <laughs> Follow-up question. So what swung you to Alabama? swung your family members to Alabama. Tua, you've got to ask my dad that question. Pass along, by the way, they went for it on fourth and one incomplete pass. They will get nothing.
7: Nothing. I mean, bad decision. Kind of a panic mood if you ask me. Not going to look in 2020 hindsight, but you want to get something on the board. They're playing in a full, full zone.
5: Oof.
4: Bad
7: pass. I, oh, I,
4: he was there. DeAndre Hopkins is there. There are a lot of bodies, though. Uh, you saw yep. number ninety-two. Yep, yep,
7: yep. I think that's Marcus Hunt they in didn't the have passing a good lane. lane. Didn't have a didn't have clean passing lane.
4: Oh yeah. And Hopkins, there's nothing he could have done about it. He he couldn't even reach it. No. Um, all right. So the Texans end up with a Zippo. Minute twenty to go. Colts have the ball and they will likely, I would think, just run the clock out with the field position that they're on and the lead that they have. Uh, but anyway, back to this two exchange. Let me let me reread that second one. What swung you to Alabama over SC? What swung your family members? Tua says, you have to ask my dad that question. And mm-hmm. so the follow-up question is, I I did ask him that question. And Tua says, well, then that was the answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, because my dad is the person who helped me make the decision. You know that and that odd piece of news we got a few weeks ago? What odd piece of news? Where it sort of seemed like the insinuation was that uh, if Tua uh threw an interception they would uh there were physical consequences at home
7: oh i didn't know i i didn't hear that i haven't yeah, heard
4: the story yeah yeah Phys- i mean if you throw an interception uh, there was nah, there I, was there I, was, yeah, was a lashing not yeah. a tongue lashing yeah I don't, a I lashing don't, lashing I hadn't,
7: I hadn't heard anything so i can i can't really
4: okay i'll i'll know. pull that up but i it, there's there's something going on here with Tua and his family and i know that Um, you know, you, you mentioned Hawaii earlier, uh, each area of our world, you know, there are kind of some different, um, uh, cultural differences, I guess we'll call Mm -hmm. it. I I don't necessarily know exactly what's going on with the family situation. I know he's got 405 family members coming to the game on Monday night. Yeah. It's a big game. (sighs) There, I can't 100% tell you I can put a finger on it, but there's something uncomfortable here. (laughs) What? <laughs> There's something uncomfortable here. Wait, wait, wait. wait. There's something wait, what, uncomfortable here. What are you
7: uncomfortable with? Uh, I don't. I don't have the backdrop of the story that you you read. I. I don't. I don't I'll have pull. That.
4: I'll pull it up for you. But I mean, it sounds. You feel good. like the dad is a stage parent. Gee, sounds a little forceful to me. Wait. I'll tell you where to go to college, and if you throw a pick, I'm going to hurt you. I see. I don't know that. Last I will part. pull it up. I, I'm just saying. I I'm not making part. this up. I'm not making this up. I mean, that could be a little much. I mean, some
7: dads are heavy-handed, not in, in terms of, like, the physical part of it, but they're heavily involved in the process. And it sounds like Tua's dad was very, very involved
4: in the selection of the College of His Choice. Well, and you start to wonder – I mean, I do. I start to wonder what what that will mean for Tua Tungavailoa going forward as a person and as a player. Uh, relatively speaking, for how much we know his name, we've seen him for a short period of time. I mean, we didn't see this guy until the national championship game last year. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Yeah, well, all right. Uh, There's time for more of that coming up next. Troy Aikman coming up next as well. All right, they've reached the half. Houston's lucky that it didn't get worse. The Colts were in field goal range, but clock ran out. uh, And with no timeouts, it'll stay as it is. A great half for the Colts, 21 to nothing. They lead the Texans, and we're checking in on the injury status of DeAndre Hopkins, who left for the locker room prior to the expiration of the clock. We're live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. But while we put aside the Colts and Texans for just a moment, let's welcome in the Hall of Famer, Troy Aikman, as we get ready for the Cowboys and the Seahawks. Later on tonight, Troy. Wonderful to have you. Thank you so much for doing it. I wonder how uh, <laughs> your your thoughts on Dak Prescott have evolved, if they have, uh, over the year, because there were a lot of questions at the beginning of the year. Now it seems like Jerry Jones is convinced. Uh, where are you?
15: Well, I, I'm a big fan of Dax and uh, and I've said that really ever since he took over as a rookie a couple seasons ago, and. You know, does he need to? Does he need to improve? And will he continue to improve? There, there's no question. I, I think that as this season has gone along, we've certainly seen that. Uh, you know, they still haven't gotten a lot of big plays, but Amari Cooper gave this offense some confidence and gave Dak Prescott some confidence that that he had a go-to guy uh, when given the opportunity one-on-one that he had someone who who could win. Now he has missed some of those throws. He missed some again on Sunday, but. i've seen a guy here especially in the last few weeks begin to anticipate throws better than maybe he was earlier in the season and and that's going to be the key for him he's certainly a you know as a threat as a runner we all know what he's able to do and escape you know some of the pass rush at times his improvement as he moves through his career uh in in being able to make throws when they're there is going to be the key for him and it's really going to be the key for this football team as they go into the postseason here tonight, and if they're able to go forward.
7: You know, Troy. One of the things Dak has struggled with is ball security in the pocket. I've heard you talk about it on broadcast. How important is it in these kind of the games for the quarterback to really take care of the ball while still kind of balancing that risk reward aspect that you have to as a big time quarterback?
15: Well, I, I think uh, you know I'm not too big into into stats, but I think. One of the big stats when you look at the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott, when, when he does not turn the ball over, whether it be with an interception or with a fumble, he's 24 and two as the starter. And so I think if you look at this game and the, the two prior games that the Cowboys have had against Seattle, their defense is, is pretty much shut down the Seattle offense. It's just that Dallas has not protected the football. The, the Seahawks have not turned the ball over the Cowboys have turned it over six times in those two games and the Seattle Seahawks have been victorious. So to me, this playing at home is important. It certainly helps. There's home field advantage. The defense, although not finishing the season playing great, they're they're still capable of being a dominant defense. I don't anticipate Seattle moving the ball, you know, any more effectively in this game tonight. It comes down to which team's going to protect the ball and and for the Cowboys that's Dak Prescott because like you said, he has he has been loose with it in the pocket and and, and I know there are those circumstances. You, you're not prepared and you're pulling the ball back. You're getting ready to make a throw. But for the most part, uh, I, I tend, to, as a former quarterback, when the ball gets knocked out of a quarterback's hands, more times than not, it's the quarterback's fault. And they've got to be mindful of that when they have it in the pocket.
4: Troy Aikman is with us. Troy, I'll tell you why I'm asking this in, in, in just a second. Do you remember, I imagine you do, your first playoff game? And what was that experience like? Well,
15: my first playoff game I came in off the bench. Uh I had been injured at the end of the season in 91. So I came in off the bench. You know, there at uh in, in Detroit uh at the Pontiac Silverdome as a matter of fact and and uh but my first start however was the following season and it was it was in Dallas. It was here at home. And uh it it is a different feeling as uh, as everyone will attest to. I think that it's it's much like uh the 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 way things pick up when you go from a preseason into the regular season, uh, there's an electricity in the air. There's an intensity. I think the the knowing that there's some finality uh, to whatever happens in that game makes every play that much more urgent and that much more important. And uh, it's one of the things that I've always loved about playoff football. No one then has an excuse as to why they didn't play their best. And I like the fact that uh, that winner moves on and the and the losers go home.
4: So, is it fair for us to assume that that is uh, more difficult for a young quarterback and, therefore, they may not be at their best? Like, this game you're doing tonight is the only one that doesn't feature a quarterback who's playing in his first playoff game, but it's just the second one for Dak, and he's going against a Super Bowl season quarterback. In in, in your mind, what kind of a factor is that tonight?
15: Uh, well, I only draw from my own experiences, so, so I – I tend to not think it's as big a factor because the first year, my first start uh, in the postseason, we went on to win the Super Bowl that year. And and then in the Super Bowl, I played against Jim Kelly, who had already played in two Super Bowls himself. And so we were a young team. We were the youngest team in football at the time. Everybody has to start somewhere. Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl that he played in. And so I think you could go through and look at a lot of – Russell Wilson won the first playoff game that he played in. I understand that Dak – is not. He lost his first playoff game. This is his second. But I, I think sometimes playoff experience is a little bit overrated. With that being said, I do believe that the quarterback oftentimes is the one who tilts the balance in favor of one team over another. And I think if you're looking at these two teams, you say they're, they're a lot alike in a lot of ways, and they're very equal. And then you've got a guy like Russell Wilson who's much more experienced. He's been in the big games. He's been on the big stage. He's won the big game. Uh, you know, will that be the difference in this one? And there are a lot of people who would tend to think that it might be, and I, I think it very well could be as well. But I wouldn't discount Dak's ability to come out here and play great just because he's only played in one postseason game.
7: You know, sure, we've had a lot of conversation about Dak, but really the engine to the Cowboys' offense is Ezekiel Elliott. What have you seen from him in terms of expanding his game, becoming more than just a runner for the Cowboys, and how much do they need to lean on this in this playoff game?
15: Well, he is leading the team in receptions as well. And it's interesting that a guy like him is when he's not someone who they really split out and utilize as a, as a receiving threat in terms of running wide receiver routes like you would see in Carolina with Christian McCaffrey or, uh, or Camara there in New Orleans. A lot of his stuff is more checked down, but I do think we've seen a different Ezekiel Elliott this year from, from what we saw his rookie season as well as you know, the limited playing time that he had last year because of the suspension, I, I think he came into this season wanting to prove something. I think he was embarrassed that he missed those games, that he was suspended by the league, and and he has shown that, really, each and every week. I, for a guy, he's not small by any means, as you know. He's 230 pounds, but with his speed, and it's amazing the combination that he has with his power and, and the way that he finishes runs. I, I don't know that there's a better finisher right now in the National Football League running the football than than Ezekiel Elliott and a lot of times nothing's there and he's got the explosion and the burst to be able to move piles and then find the open seam and and turn what you know typically would be a one-yard gain for most every other back he'll turn that into a four-yard gain so he's a he's a dynamic player the Seattle Seahawks are going to have their hands full they didn't slow him down the last time they met in week three but with that it never felt like the Cowboys really had control of that game, even though Ezekiel was running the ball well. And, again, it goes back to the turnovers because that's how they got behind.
4: Troy Aikman with us on Fox Sports Radio. Definitely looking forward to the game. Troy, would also love to get your thoughts on, on what is taking place in Pittsburgh from, from this perspective. You know, as a quarterback who loves to have wonderful weapons, but sometimes a locker room also has trouble with big personalities – how do you weigh this kind of, of a situation? How would you do it in your career? And, and what do you see as, as more important in, in this particular situation when it comes to talent versus personalities that clash?
15: Well, I'm the first to tell you, I think you've got to have talented players. But I was in a situation when I played in Dallas that, that our, our hardest working players were our best players, regardless of whatever may or may not have been happening off the field. So that was never uh, an issue within our locker room and, and, uh, I, I wouldn't have been very tolerant of it. And I, I, I don't, I would hope that our organization wouldn't have been very tolerant of it. I think you, you've got to have talented players, but you got to have players that want to be there and want to be part of the team. And if they don't want to be a part of the team, then I think you should let them go.
4: Troy, uh, wonderful stuff. We really appreciate you checking in. The game's going to be amazing tonight. Thank you. You got it guys. Take care. Okay. Troy Aikman. On the call, along with Joe, of course, uh, tonight, Seahawks and Cowboys. Who do you like? Who do you like?
7: Mm, I'm going to go to the Cowboys because it's a home game. I'm going to go to the Cowboys. I think this is an evenly matched game, but I'm going to go to the Cowboys.
4: Yeah. Cowboys? I'm, I'm going to go with the Cowboys, too, which means I really feel firmly that they're going to win because uh, all things being equal, I would rather not root for the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, yeah? You don't like the
7: Dallas no, Cowboys? I grew up in
4: San Francisco. It's America's okay. team.
7: I- You're not American?
4: <laughs> America. <laughs> when you grow up a 49er fan in the 80s and 90s, no, you are not a fan of America's team. I Yeah, I, I understand. That, I, man. That, that man we just spoke to?
7: Oh, he broke your heart a couple oh, times? Oh,
4: there were a couple games where I did not quite like the way that went. Yeah, let's just he, say that.
7: He, he broke my heart a little bit in Green Bay yeah. because we played yeah. him in the championship game after yeah. we knocked off the 49ers. Yeah. Now, there were, some times,
4: there were some times we handled him, too. Yeah. yeah.
7: <laughs> you know, like, the, the, thing about, the thing about Troy and What's so fascinating, I wish I could have come up with a, a, a follow-up question to what he said with the Pittsburgh situation. Talent versus chemistry. Because yeah. he has some he has some big personalities. Michael Irvin. Sure. Um, Emmitt Smith wasn't a big personality, but there were some big personalities on that Dallas squad. But he was able to make it work. If you think about the demons that Michael Irvin had to overcome, they never let him go. They found no, a way to work him in. Michael. He was also the hardest working player. And if you ask people about – Antonio Brown, they will tell you. He's the hardest working very guy hard in working. the building. But, but it's different.
4: Yes, it seems like. See, now, when you when you don't play when the team is that's, expecting you to, I know teammates have a really hard time with that. Michael had inner demons. Emmett Smith had a situation that was very similar to Le'Beon Bell. Very similar. But the team, stepped up, team and, stepped up and took care of him. They did take care of him after they went 0 2. After they went 0 2. After they, he had to prove his point. <laughs> right. He
7: had to prove his point. They were like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> we might want to pay him. Oh
5: Yeah, but, exactly. But I
7: think, man, like, he's probably as close to what Big Ben has had to experience. Yeah. But they were able to keep it together and win. Pittsburgh hasn't been able to keep it together and win. Now, we can talk about the coaching because Jimmy Johnson and Mike Tomlin versus Barry Switzer and Mike Tomlin, but it is a very similar situation. How do you get all of these big egos – to go in the same direction, that is the challenge of the coach. And now that it's seemingly falling apart in Pittsburgh, where do you go from here? Can you kind of have everyone issue a mere culpa and come back, or are the Steelers done as we know them as presently constructed?
4: Certainly feels like they are. And Antonio Brown has, guess what, responded to yet another comment, and we'll have that for you coming up next. Mark and Bucky on Fox Sports Radio.
9: from a car landing on a roof to a car landing in a pool, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two.
10: We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by farmers, truck, fire insurance, exchanges, and affiliates. Products not available in every state.
4: Okay, Colts continue to lead the Texans. Hopkins back in the game, though, right? DeAndre's back out there. Okay, so um, we'll see what the Texans have going in the second half. Mark Willard, Bucky Brooks. I'm still ahead this hour, some interesting comments from the executive director of the college football playoff, a man by the name of Bill Hancock, who has been on this show. Some very <laughs> interesting comments. Very interesting. I we can't will not to hear to, him. Yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. 13 minutes to go in the third quarter. 21-0 Colts, and they have the ball. Whoa,
7: that should be a flag, right?
4: Uh, yeah, that tackle in the backfield. I mean, throw him around. Well, he's not a quarterback. You're allowed to do whatever you want to everybody else. <laughs> I mean, I'm not lying, am I? Yeah. If you tackled uh, Andrew Luck like this, man, they would have thrown him out of the game. You'd be suspended. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you'd be. Yeah, you're not playing next year either. Uh, That would have been awful. All right, um, Antonio Brown. More comments. More comments. Ready? Yeah, let's do it. So, Peter King removed Antonio Brown from his All-Pro ballot. So ridiculous! Dude. I wish everybody could just see so, the
7: look on. Bucky's so I mean, face. like, I mean, I, look, I I get it, and I'm on, I'm on this no, side. This. <laughs> I'm I'm on this side, but like, what's this side? This side, the media side. The media side. I'm on the side of the mic, yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, yeah. I get it, but man,
4: <laughs> Hang on.
7: we get are me. we are the moral authority <laughs> on so many different things yep. that
4: we choose to be on. Hold on, it gets worse. It's worse than. Remo- it's one thing to say you're not all pro when you're Antonio Brown. That's bad, right? Ready, I mean, ready. Quote: He wouldn't be among my top ten or twenty receivers for the season. I mean, like that's
7: stupid.
4: Like, like, <laughs> like, it's, it's just such a such a stupid well, and ridiculous. Okay, comment. Wait, well now here's his reasoning. You want to hear him out? Yeah. Let's okay, hear here's his reasoning. Quote, I thought about it and I said I can't in good conscience put a guy who took the equivalent of 6% of the season and flushed it down the toilet when the Steelers were in a playoff implication game. Mm. That's it? That's his reasoning. So
7: that's the reason why not to put him. So that means
4: you're not top 20.
7: My thing is, like this is grandstanding. Because you could make the case that he shouldn't have been on the all-pro team as it was, it's true. Like you look at the the guys who made it. I think Michael Thomas made it. I can't remember who it, other. How many are there? How many make it? Four.
4: Four. So top Ty- four receivers. Top Tyreek four Hill. receivers and in a and in a flex. Tyreek Hill was 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 the flex. You could talk Adam Thielen based on his first ten games.
7: Yeah, I mean they're, they're there there is a lot
4: of guys. Julio Jones I sure, think was second always. team. I think he was second team.
7: Mike Evans might have been second team. Right. So you can make the argument that. Even just on his play, maybe he didn't deserve to be, like, first team or whatever. But to say he's not top 10, come on, man. Like, that's, that cheapens the award, And it kind of goes to what frustrates some people about voters in the Hall of Fame process mm-hmm. and all of that other stuff. Hey, th- there's nothing on their ballot that says, like, hey, I need to remove guys who mispractice or don't show up who allegedly – Quit on their team? Like how do you know you're not in
4: lock? Well, and it also seems like I tell you who's actually talking right now. Who's talking right now? Uh, are Steelers sources not named Antonio Brown? Jason forward just sent out a, a tweet a short time ago, uh, stating, and actually, instead, I don't want to paraphrase. Let me actually phrase um, because a report has hit CBS that is stating the exact same thing you said to us 90 minutes ago. Uh, when you stated that this is all stemming from Big Ben calling Antonio out during meetings, uh, and then there was a uh, a practice um, I don't know if you want to use the word fight or kerfuffle. there's there, there yeah, there was an incident. There was an incident. So here's Locke and Forrest's tweet. And I just I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just funny to me. Okay, here's exactly what he wrote. The altercation that led Antonio Brown's benching last week was with Ben Roethlisberger. I'm told it was fairly ugly, and the wide receiver was totally in the wrong. <laughs> so wait a minute. Gee, let me guess who your source is. I'm doubting it's Antonio or his agent. Mm-hmm. That's an odd thing to report. Like, here's what happened, and oh, by the way, I'm told that one of them was a jerk, and the other one's nice. Bert, wait, wait, Bert, wait. So Bert. Ben called Jason for. La Confora? <laughs> well, I mean, that's... That's an odd. I love Jason. That's that's an odd way of. I don't. You don't see reporters write it that way very often. Yeah,
7: it's just odd. And I've and I've said this, and I'm and I'm not a B apologist because he is wrong. He's wrong for one. He's wrong for not showing up to practice. Right. He's wrong for deceiving the Steelers, saying he was going to get an MRI, never showing up. Then kind of showing up on game day, thinking he could play. They absolutely should have sat him out. However, the quarterback is also wrong. The quarterback has been wrong repeatedly or whatever, and so just so everyone understands inside the locker room, no one minds when they get called out by the quarterback. But the quarterback needs to be able to take when he messes up. And so what we've never seen from Roethlisberger, we've never seen him stand up in a press and be like, I messed that one up. Even when he threw the interception in the end zone against the Denver Broncos and the nose tackle fell back, it was always something else. If he will own his stuff, it's easier for other guys to own their stuff when he points out, hey, man, you need to own this. You messed up. And
4: then last, Go back to last year. I'm pretty sure I remember the Jaguars ending their season twice, and didn't Ben Roethlisberger get picked off like 47 times by that team just last year alone? Mm-hmm. I don't think that was Antonio Brown's fault. Anyway, so back to Peter King's comment. Antonio Brown retweeted it
5: <laughs>
4: and added a comment. Mm. That's not the comment you would expect. Doesn't fire back at Peter King. No, what does he say? System where you have no leverage. Mm. System where you have no leverage. Oh, you think he wants to get
7: up out? You think Antonio Brown is like, hey, man, I'm I ready. Just,
4: I read that as another shot at Ben Roethlisberger. Mm. I mean, I that's how I read it. Tip, so you, Peter give, King, once again, me, is me,
7: saying. Give me, your, give me your interpretation like system where you have no leverage. What, what do you mean? Like, what do you think he means by that in terms of as a okay. shot to Roethlisberger?
4: So, Peter King is saying Antonio Brown is no longer on my all-pro ballot, would not be among my top 20, 10 or 20 receivers for the season um, because I can't in good conscience put a guy who took equivalent of 6% of the season and flushed it down the toilet. All right? Antonio is responding not by saying, Peter, you're crazy, or Peter, I'm great, or Peter, this, that, or the other. He's saying, what led to the points you made, Peter, is that I play in a system where I have no leverage. If the receiver, the superstar receiver, mm-hmm. is saying I have no leverage. It's not on me, it's on somebody else. That means that's because they give it all to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, there, I mean, there's a shot in there to the organization as well where it's like, it's not just the quarterback all, all the leverage, but it's the organization has made it such. I, I'm betting Le'Veon Bell would agree. Mm-hmm. I think so. I mean, I think so. Like, look,
7: man, it's, we, we've we said we've fallen into this narrative as a quarterback-driven league and, and all this other stuff. Um, and it is to a point. But we've romanticized the quarterback position where um, I got a tweet because I was kind of firing off tweets about the Pittsburgh Steelers where the guy was like, you know, the quarterback is kind of like on, on in a business, he, he's kind of like the supervisor, the foreman. And so everyone has to answer to him. He comes in there, like if the head coach is there, he's there that, that kind of brings it all in. I'm like, ah. <laughs> depends. Yep. It depends on the level of quarterback. It depends on if he's respected. And the way that he's respected is through his performance and his leadership style. I don't know if Big Ben has done enough as a leader to kind of carry that currency with a guy like an A.B.
4: I'll buy that he's the foreman. I'll buy that he's the boss. Colin likes to call them the CEO. Mm-hmm. I'll buy all of these things. However, if you're going to be the CEO when your organization doesn't go where it's trying to go, does the CEO go to a microphone and start blaming all of the accounting people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the support staff? Yeah. Like you have to, You right? If you're the boss, then the buck stops with you. Uh-huh. I think that's what, that's what he's saying. Yep. I mean that's probably what you were saying too. So there is there's a given. There has to be a give and take, at every level, even for the boss. Has to be, has to so, be. Every,
7: so the bigger thing is everyone has to be held accountable. And to be honest, this needed to fall apart for the Steelers for them to make the train the the changes that need to be made. Um, Mike Tomlin has to bring back the culture. Uh, the last two years, I mean, we always talk about the drama and the sideshow, whether it's Lev Bell, the issues that he's had. Antonio Brown, the issues that and Ben Roethlisberger, It's always been that way. It's, it's it always used to
4: be San Antonio Holmes. Like it's I mean
7: it's Martavis Bryant. It's always been something. It's, it's, it's always been something. And so for Mike Tomlin, he has to look and look, he's one of the most successful um NFL coaches in history based on what he's been able to do so early in his career. He has to now look at maybe I need to kind of tweak my leadership style to make sure that we don't have these issues where it detracts from what we could be as a team because this year, it is on them. It's not what other teams did to them. They imploded because they didn't have enough discipline and attention to
4: detail to take care of the business they need to take care of on the field. I think that's a really good point. All right, the college football playoff executive director with some very interesting comments not too long ago. We'll get to that coming up next. But Brian Fenley first jumps in here. With a scoreboard and more update. Brian.
14: Hey, hey, guys, what's going on? The Colts are roughing up the Texans.
6: Second down and 10 for the Colts at the Houston 18 yard line. Luck out of the gun. Drops back to throw. Has time. Walks into the back of the end zone. It's Dontrell Inman. Touchdown. Touchdown for the Colts. 18 yards away. Dontrell Inman finds the end zone for the third consecutive week. And the Colts opening up a can right now on the Texans. It's 20 to nothing.
14: Colts Radio Network, that score stands as we are in the third quarter in today's first NFL wildcard game. Here's a stat for you. Indy has picked up 21 first downs, Houston only seven. That's putrid, right? Houston's defense, sleepwalking through this thing, and that's pretty dumbfounding, and you know, online car shopping can be confusing, too, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. According to NFL Network's Ian report this afternoon, the Chargers will sideline tight end Hunter Henry for their playoff game tomorrow against the Ravens. Henry's recovery from an ACL tear has not taken a downturn. It's just the team wants to play it safe. Ravaport adding Bruce Arians is currently the top choice to take the Bucks head coaching job after Arians interviewed for the job this morning. And according to Pro Football Talk, UFC offensive coordinator Cliff Kingsbury might resign if the Trojans will not let him talk to NFL teams about opportunities. League insider Adam Schefter reported earlier today the Trojans threw out the old prevent defense on Kingsbury in terms of him talking to the Cardinals and Jets who showed interest in him for their head coach openings. What we fail to realize here is what Kingsbury, if he were to move, what that does to the recruits who signed because of him. We never really think about that. We'll be back to Bucky and Mark in 10 seconds, but first, a word
9: from Farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to Farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two.
3: We
10: are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck, Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.
14: Back to the guys, Bucky and Mark.
4: Okay. Brian, thank you. We're live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800 947 of The only hard part figuring out which way is easier. We'll get to Bill Hancock's comments in a moment. Um, I thought Bruce Arians only wanted the Browns job. and <laughs> not that what we heard? I mean, we
7: heard some of that. Didn't we? Some of it. He liked that. But then. You like that? A little bit. <laughs> I, I do potentially like the fit you of like Bruce that. Arians down in Tampa. You do? Oh, absolutely. Why? I think all the pieces, all the offensive pieces, fit exactly what he wants to do. And I believe. He is the hard edge coach that can maximize what Jameis Winston is as a quarterback.
4: My only thought is actually right now, based on what I observed at one point personally um, with Bruce in the last couple of years of his career, I'm a little worried about Bruce. Oh, Was hell? Yeah, Bruce. Bruce. Uh, Bruce rolled by me in an ambulance uh, one time down in uh, San Diego. During oh, I was the, there. I was Bruce there. Season game. Were you there? I was there. I yeah. saw it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We were entering the stadium, and all of a sudden, we like must we have been entering at the by same time ourselves, almost. And yeah, they wouldn't let us in for a while. And all of a sudden, the ambulance rolls by, and and you know the whispers were there, like, yeah, "By the way, so, by the way, that's Bruce Arians in there," and and he just right, so he steps away from coaching. He that was not his only scare, and so ah uh, gosh, I just I hate to see guys go back into those stressful environments if they're not you know if they're not ready for it. He may not be ready for it, but he's a coach. I know. I and, know. And you, even, do, you do what you do. And-, and even
7: and even though he's tried to kind of move and transition into broadcasting,
4: he's a coach. He's a coach. He
7: has scratched that itch. And he likes talent. And you look at the Buccaneers on offense, they have talent. Even if they move on from Deshaun Jackson, and you look at Mike Evans and O.J. Howard, Cameron Brate. And they seem,
4: you know, Jameis Winston did Jam- some okay things in the w- second w- half of the year. And
7: Jameis Winston is his style of quarterback okay. in terms of, a deep vertical passing game and the way that it works, he'll get a runner. It's a nice fit for him. He also already has some people with their boots to the ground on that staff. Brinson Buckner is was the defensive line coach for the Buccaneers last year. He was Bruce Arians' coach for like three or four years prior in Arizona. You would like to think that if he gets that gig, Ty Bowles comes with him mm. because that's his guy. I can see that being a nice spot for him. And by the way, and don't forget, Jason Light used to work in Arizona mm -hmm. before he took the Tampa gig.
4: I I joke about the Cleveland thing because, quite frankly, I I I would support Bruce Arians doing this the same way. Cleveland. Same way we talked about Kyler Murray earlier. Um, There's new information. You make the best decision you can with the information information available. So when someone asked him this six months ago, (laughs) you know. There, there, I don't even know what the connection was to the Browns, and it's odd to hear somebody say that when somebody uh, has the job, but when you know it was obvious that something was going a certain way, uh, there was the report that Bruce would only go back if it was the Browns' job. Well, now there's new information. Mm-hmm. My, you know, his, his eyes might have opened to something that he didn't realize was going to be available. Uh, Jameis Winston showed some things in the second half of the season that people were waiting for him to show. There's new information. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to change your mind. It's okay. It is okay. That's called having an open mind. Yes. Okay. All right. So, good with that. All right. Um, Let's chat about this. And uh, y'all out there can weigh in on it, too, at 877-99 on Fox, because this is a subject matter about which many of us are passionate. And it is the expansion of the college football playoff or whatever you want to call this cockamamie event that goes on every January. Sorry. That's (laughs) just what it is. Caca maybe. Uh, Bill Hancock says he does not expect the four team playoff to change its format before the current 12 year contract expires. Now there aren't 12 years left. I think there are seven. Hmm. I would like to call this bluff first and foremost. The first thing I want to do is call BS. Anybody on planet Earth. Wants to do a C-note bet, or a you know a box of donuts, or a couple of pizzas, whatever you want to bet. That we're doing an 18 playoff before the expiration of this particular contract. I'm in. <laughs> in you on. have a player if you want to bet against it. I'll go ahead and bet for it. That's number one. But number two, let's pull apart what he's actually doing here. He did add university presidents and conference commissioners that's important, will discuss the idea at a joint meeting at their hotel on Monday morning prior to the national championship game. But, quote, I don't see it. The four-team format is extremely popular. What an odd time and year to make that comment as they struggle to fill a building two days from now.
7: (laughs) Don't you think? I mean, it's kind of odd, but maybe they just caught him. Maybe today he was like, you know, today I, I, I kind of want to share with the world. But it is odd. It's odd that he would say it's so popular. I don't know if the fourteen format yeah. is popular. I
4: don't know. The ratings last week were down for Notre Dame, the biggest brand in college football. That's number one. Number two, every college football insider you and I and anyone else has talked to in the last two to three months has said, listen, this is gaining steam, and uh, they're going to make some sort of decision in this probably on less than two years. Um, it's clear that there's a thirst for it. It's clear that minds are opening to it, but Bill Hancock comes out and says, "Nope, I don't see it." Uh, but there was one other clue in there that would suggest why I do think it's going to happen, and we can talk about that a little bit uh, coming up next. It's Mark Weather and Bucky Brooks on Fox Sports Radio. From a hot air balloon landing on a car to a load of concrete falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to
9: farmers; we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two.
10: We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchange and affiliates. Products not available in every state.
4: Rest in peace, chick. What did he used to say? Butter's getting hard. <laughs> Jello jiggling. I thought it, the Jello's jiggling. Jello's jiggling. This game is cooked, brother. The, the Texans are not coming back. Nah. Three minutes to go, third quarter. Colts still up 21 to nothing. And um, they just can't get anything going. Which is wild because I mean the Colts defense is better this year, but it is better. I like that little song like, that was playing. What song was that? What song? The little song that was playing in the background. Oh, just now? Yeah, uh, a little catchy tune. Everybody yeah, that's all 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 along the. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know that tune. I can't <laughs> I love remember to guess this name. No, no, no. I know that track. Play it again. Play it again.
6: <laughs> it's it's out now. It was MGMT.
4: T. Yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. It. Yeah. MGM to me is a hotel in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. what I know about that. But no, I, I know that track. I know that track. I just don't know. Don't quiz me on like names of artists mm-hmm. and the songs. Like I know the track. It doesn't mean I know the name of it. I got kids running around playing iTunes all day long. I've heard all the songs. It doesn't mean I know who's doing them. I guess it Am or whatever. That yeah. Is right? <laughs> Isn't that what it was? I don't know. Colts are in uh, in Houston territory again.
7: I mean, stop stop the fight. Yeah. There you
4: go, Bucky. Yeah. I there know you this go. track. Yeah. See? I couldn't tell. I'm, I'm not going to tell you, you anything about it. it. By the way. It's, it's got a little funk. Yeah. A little something to it. Like when, what year was it when it came out?
6: God. It was about. 96. 2015. No, this you is You is think like 20, 2015? Is a 2015 See, song if you
4: had so. asked me, I would have been like late <laughs> 2017. But you know what? I, I had this conversation with my kids the other day. We're driving. We're on a little bit of a long drive. And we just had the radio on, and mm-hmm. Outkast came on. Ooh, hey, yeah, ooh, Outkast. And they were like, "I was like, you guys like this song?" And they're like, "Yeah, we like this song." And I'm, like, this song might be older than you guys. Uh- and then I started telling them, "I go, when this song came out, radio would not play anything else. Do you remember that? When that song first came out, every genre owned it mm-hmm. and played it every third song." And they're like, when, when when, when did it come out, Dad? And You're like, ooh. I go, ooh. Listen to this. You'll laugh so hard. This is how you know you're starting to mm-hmm. get some rings on your tree. Mm-hmm. When you, you can't keep track of years anymore mm-hmm. and they just. They all blend together. Three of them turn into one. It's all mush. <laughs> I go, gosh, I have no idea what year it was, but it feels like it was probably oh. seven years ago. What was it like? Sixteen years ago, right? <laughs> what was it? Was it two thousand three? Was it two thousand three, Lee? We're looking at nineteen ninety eight, two thousand. No, no, yeah, no, no, 2000. Miss Jackson's
14: two
4: thousand. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm talking about Outcast. That wasn't two. That wasn't nineteen ninety eight. Outcast. Yeah. Here we go. Let me pull this up. Uh, this came out in two thousand three. Yeah, two thousand three. But I told him seven years ago. <laughs> right, come on. Yeah. Man. You know, man. Two thousand twelve. He's like, oh, so I was alive. I'm like, yeah, you're definitely alive. That's I wasn't hilarious. even married
7: yet. That's
4: hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> Let alone was he not alive. I hadn't even met my wife yet. Holy smokes. Uh, yeah, man. Life comes at you fast.
7: Comes at you fast.
4: Good Lord. Um, so anyway, um, we were talking about that uh, that college football playoff. <laughs> so here's the deal. Um, because... Bill Hancock can say all day, I don't see it. However, we will have a discussion about it. Let me tell you something, and Bill's well aware of this, that's going to happen in that discussion. Let me read his comments one more time because the answer is hidden in this paragraph. College uh, football playoff executive director Bill Hancock says he does not expect the 14 playoff to change its format before the current 12-year contract expires, but university presidents and conference commissioners will at least discuss the idea at a joint meeting at their hotel on Monday morning before the national championship game. Those conference commissioners, if they've got the words Pac-12 or Big Ten plastered across their forehead, are going to be hopping mad. Hey, Bill, we are losing bajillions of dollars every year, and that's enough of that. Yep. And, of course, they're going to change it. They're going to change it because – these conferences are too big, too proud, and too powerful to not be represented for long stretches, which is definitely what's happened to the Pac-12, and now it's starting to even, you know, it's affecting the Big Ten. And it could, I mean, if Clemson wasn't Clemson, this, I mean, when would the ACC? Who else in the ACC is 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 threatening this situation? Nobody, nobody, nobody. And then Clemson is not going to do this forever. And when they don't, what do you got? So outside of the SEC, the rest of the conference commissioners are not happy with the current setup.
7: No. No, there's are not enough people in. Big Ten has missed out on a couple the only team the only conference that's happy, the SEC. SEC.
4: Big twelve is like, all right. Like when you say that's their tone, they're kind like, of like we're all right. They're kinda of right. And right. And like Oklahoma and Texas and whatever, like they get they get theirs. Um if they do their thing, they'll be in. They know that. When year
7: didn't they miss out? I'm that, sure they did. Was that the playoff? Or yeah, you was that could. The BCS? You, no, I think like, they TCU did. TCU or Yeah, you can Baylor miss out. Or one of those.
4: You yeah. can miss out from any conference unless you're Alabama. You know, you can miss out from any conference, or actually, even just SEC. Anybody who wins SEC is going to be is going to be there. Um, but the Big Twelve is like, you know, they get their respect. Mm-hmm. But. Pac-12 outside of Clemson, and then outside of if Ohio State or Michigan or Wisconsin or Penn State, if they don't have a really nice, perfect either zero or one loss season, uh, they're not going to get in. Outside of Clemson, ACC is not going to get in. And the Pac-12 just flat out not going to get in. Period.
7: I mean, come on, man. We've seen seen those teams. Seen them. It's not going to work for them.
4: So what's your prediction right now as far as when this is going to happen and what is going to happen?
7: Mm, give me two more years.
4: So, after Actually, this year,
7: so like 20, 20 Two
4: more full years as it is. Yeah, because and then it the, changes. And then what is it? Eight teams. But like,
7: like talk you, to me about I, what's the rule. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take your thing. Like the five power five plus one group of five, so we can throw them in there. <laughs> and then um, I
4: love your eye roll. And then oh, I heat then, it up like a bowl of cereal. And
7: then two two at large teams. So we're we'll taking. Why you
4: got an eye roll?
7: I'm just saying we're we'll taking. What's Northern,
4: wrong with those teams?
7: Nothing. We'll take Northern Illinois and put them in there. Let them Northern go against. New- let them go against <laughs> Alabama the first, first round.
4: They should actually call it the the UCF slot. <laughs> don't don't call it the Group of Five champion. Call it the UCF commemorative award. But like Kent State or Akron or one of those things. Listen, yeah. listen, listen. When March Madness comes around, uh-huh. is Valparaiso not fun. I mean, is is George, it is base, for, is for,
7: George? for a week? Okay, Or weekend. So cool. let's
4: do it again. Yeah, that's cool. You know, I mean, it's, it's not
7: going to be as as bad as it was last I week. Mean, so oh, it'll be
4: stop. They lost by eight and had the ball with two minutes to go. No, with I'm, a not, backup ta- I'm quarterback. not talking
7: about them I'm talking about like Alabama the way Clemson went through Notre Dame. Oh, okay. I mean,
4: yeah, exactly. Yeah, it'd be a I'm, prelim. Hey, everybody who hates the group of five, how bad could it be? It could be bad. Could it be worse than <clears throat> Notre Dame? It could be bad. Who gets torched every time they bad, make it to New bad, Year's Day just in the last day. two decades? It's a bad day. Every day is a bad day on New Year's Day for Notre Dame. In my lifetime. Call it right now. What'd you see? What'd you see? What'd you see? What'd you see? I want you to call it right now.
7: <clears throat> I think they're going to give him a touchdown.
4: Oh, man.
7: Because remember... All he has to do is break the plane. I know,
4: but watch the ball right here. Is it loose before it gets to the line? Touchdown. Oh, that's so close. (laughs) Touchdown. (laughs) Oh, because it squirts out of his hand there, bud. All right, what we're talking about is, at least on the field, the first Houston Texans touchdown of the day. They'll still trail 21-6 with an extra point on the way. And was that Kuti? Yeah, that was Mm -hmm. Kiki Kuti, uh, who has 10 catches. 96 yards in that score. But as he's reaching for the goal line, the ball does squirt loose. Did it hit the goal line first and break the plane? Because if it didn't, if it squirted out before, he then took it into the end zone and fumbled it out of the end zone. It's going to be the Colts' ball. I know, it's oh, my so God. Crazy. <laughs> when one inch determines touchdown or turnover, how uh, this rule, by the way, I know a lot of people who hate that rule. Do you like that rule? The touchback? That if you fumble into the end zone and it goes out of bounds, that the other team gets the ball. Yes. Why? Because you made a mistake going in. I understand that.
7: But you made a mistake. The ball goes the other way. But
4: we're conditioned to know that to recover a fumble, you have to recover the fumble. If the ball goes out of bounds on the other side of the pylon, you keep the ball. Seems a little odd.
7: That's how I've always played it. So I'm okay I know
4: that's it. how you've always played it. That's why I don't want to change it. Don't fumble. College football national championship used to be decided in a boardroom. Yeah, don't it fumble. It still is, but. Don't fumble. Rules change. <laughs> don't fumble. Don't fumble. It's the ball. No, but that is weird. No. I'm, yes, I'm inside the five. I'm pushing. I'm pushing. I fumble, and an oblong ball can bounce out of bounds in front of the pylon, and I keep it at the one or on the other side of the pylon, and the other team gets the ball. That seems kind of punitive.
5: Hmm. I mean.
7: Don't fumble. Like
4: I I think it's simple. Don't fumble. I don't know. Well, yeah. like I'm, 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 say, I'm no, tweeting the same thing. Don't fumble. No, but that's that I mean, come on. It, it, like it's gotta make sense on a different level than that. The rule has to make sense, not just don't fumble. The rule has to make sense. I'm I I just want someone to explain to me why. Why, why does it make way. sense? Because because
7: so who should get the ball?
4: How about if the team who fumbled it gets it back out at the twenty?
7: Out at the twenty? They yeah. get first
4: down too? Uh, I don't know. See, nah, I'm, don't, o- don't. I'm open to ideas. No, don't fumble. Well, that, that's my idea. Okay, but have rules. But have rules. How about this? Have rules that make sense. That makes sense. Okay, it does. Yeah, the yeah. NFL's rules always make sense. That one does. How about when Calvin Johnson did a push-up with the ball one time and they called it incomplete? He didn't. Ca- yeah, because he did catch it. He didn't catch it. He was it. already getting up off the ground. He Didn't catch it. He must stop. They've already admitted that he caught it. He didn't. Catch okay. It. See now touchdown. here's touchdown. a slow-mo. No, but touchdown. Uh, touchdown. Oh, that ball's coming out of his fingers. <laughs> I'm right. 1-0 <laughs> for the day. I don't think you're right as much as what they said was that it we was want to know. inconclusive. No, it breaks no, the plane. No, I agree I agree. Once with it you. breaks the plane. If I a- if I were officiating that, I would have I would have said... Bucky, you're I right. Said, no, I would have said like, inconclusive. Coach, Coach Bucky, you're right. I would have said there is nothing in that video that clearly 100% states that we were wrong. Mm. And, then, and so therefore And so it then what, what
7: I would have done, you would have seen me pull, <laughs> my head sit down, and I was like, does that mean you're saying that I'm right? Uh,
4: Okay. No, it means that I'm not (laughs) sure that you're wrong. That's what it means. Uh, Live Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, 15 minutes. Could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. Pat Forty, national columnist, college sports, Yahoo, is going to join us here in just about 15 minutes. Gosh, he's bobbling that ball the whole way. Ooh, it's so close. But anyway, Houston's on the board. The extra point is good. It's 21 to 7 with just under 11 minutes to go, I guess don't go away yet. Don't go away yet. I mean, I, I don't think the Texans have much of a shot here. But mathematically, that keeps them in the game.
7: It does keep them in the game. So, what you're hoping right now, a quick three and out. Find a way to get another score. Make it with a, a one-score game. And maybe under two minutes left, you can have a drive to either tie it or win it.
4: Um, it's funny that I just uh, mentioned that Calvin Johnson thing to you. That came up in a conversation I was having yesterday. And I wonder, did you watch the Warriors-Rockets game the other night? I did. You did.
7: Tell about when James Harden was dragging them.
4: Uh, James Harden was amazing. Dragging. I do not understand how somebody hits the shot that he hit at the end of that game. And even as a Warrior fan, I will say he thankfully hit that shot because it seems as though they were the rightful winners of the game based on what I am now calling, while not the most important bad call, The worst bad call of all time in the history of sports. I want to know if you've ever seen anything from officials more egregious than when a seven foot human being by himself with no one in his way with three officials staring straight at it has two size 18 (laughs) shoes on the ground five feet out of bounds grabs a ball Hugs it in the air back toward his teammate. Teammate grabs the ball, shoots it in to take the lead of an overtime game. And the refs are like, uh, yeah, "Count it, all right. Let's go the other way." I, I, what? Please tell me you saw that play. I did. See Have it. you ever seen anything worse than that? Sometimes
7: you get distracted by KD's length. <laughs> he was reaching out for the ball.
4: Wait a minute, that was the worst thing I've ever seen.
7: He's so long.
4: Correct. And so you couldn't see you just straight up He's like plastic man. Stop. Stop. That actually that makes it easier. That makes it easier. It's hard. What do you think? He's levitating? Ball balls moving fast. They just lost their assignments. Have you what do you think like when I say that? Because I threw this out yesterday, and it's interesting to hear what comes to people's minds. When I say, What's the first thing that comes to your mind when I say the worst call of all time in sports?
7: Worst call
4: of all time.
7: Hmm. I would think about the Cowboys. Des Bryant played.
4: Oh, but you like Calvin Johnson. It's all
7: the same. I just I was there okay. for that one. All right,
4: all right. So the Des Bryant controversial. against the Packers. Was it a catch? <clears throat> That's a big one. Yep. Although, see, I would argue on that one that the rule was so fuzzy that that even the officials had a hard time figuring <laughs> the it out. The rule was fuzzy. It was. Wasn't it? Yeah. It's tough. So Des Bryant, what else comes to mind? How about that uh, replacement ref Seahawks Packers uh, Hail Mary thing? Oh, the Hail Mary? <laughs> oh, that, was, that was good. Um, I've heard people bring up, do, you'll remember this, wasn't it Cordell Stewart's Colorado team in a major bowl game that got five downs?
7: Oh, no, that was, that was before. That was against Missouri, I think. They got an extra down.
4: They, and, and it led to them getting a share of the national championship. I don't think I
7: don't think that led to a share of them. Well, no, but they, it happened to get to a big like a big bowl game.
4: No, no, no. I think they we gotta look that up. Because if they lose oh, that maybe. game, I think they yeah. got a share of the national championship. I mean it's just an extra down. <laughs> what I mean about the other night is this. I don't know if it's the most important bad call. It has to be the funniest bad call. It has to be the bad call. It's the worst look in terms of your eyes as an official of anything I've ever seen. It is a bad call. You gotta, it's a lot going on no, on the but, court. No, but there wasn't. That's the thing. Nobody followed Kevin Durant over there. He was by himself. And three refs all had a perfect view. And he was five feet <laughs> out of bounds. And when he grabs the ball, both feet are... It's not even like, ooh, I stepped out of bounds and then jumped. He didn't even jump. He just <laughs> standing on the ground and grabs the ball and throws it back in. I mean, he's practically in people's laps. Popcorn is flying all over the place. It happened so fast. they are like, wow, what a great play. Did you see Kevin Durant save that? Yeah, it was so fast. It was, so fast. <laughs> oh, no, it was terrible. Uh, absolutely terrible. All right, the Colts are back in uh, Houston territory. Uh, Andrew Luck on the move is going to take a hit, flag down. But right now in Houston territory, we'll keep you up to date. 8.15 to go 21-7 is the score for the Colts. We haven't taken much of a look uh, at the other games that are coming up. All we did was mention uh, we both like Dallas in the game tonight. Uh, what about the games tomorrow? What about the games tomorrow? Give me a couple winners.
7: I'm going to go to Baltimore.
4: Of course you are. Why? Of course I am. <laughs> I've been riding the charges the whole time. I'll I'll. tell you. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll tell you why I reacted that way in a second. Who do you like in the Bears-Eagles game?
7: Eagles. Nick Foles. Eagles.
4: Nick Foles. Oh, yeah. All right. Hang on. So, do you know the handicapper Brandon Lang? You remember the movie Two for the Money? Okay. It's about his life. And I had him on a show yesterday, and he convinced me. He convinced me that the Bears are the right pick on the number. And the number is big. You got to win. The number's like like, like, six, six right? Six and a half six and a half now as he would put it and a handicapper will say you could be on the right side and not get paid you know quirky bounces happen and so you can lose but he's convinced the bears are the right side and this was the angle he took and i wonder what you think about it he stated he goes the bears are not just seven and one at home this year they're seven and one Against the number they have won, they won every single home game by a touchdown or more, mm-hmm. except for one. The quarterback who was able to go into Soldier Field and beat that defense goes by the name of Tom Brady. That's the level of quarterbacking you're going to need in order to defeat the Bears at Soldier Field this year. So go ahead and pick the Eagles if you believe Nick Foles is as good as Tom Brady.
7: I think he's better than Tom Brady right now. I put my – look, I just wrote a, a piece um, yesterday, uh, 12 quarterbacks that are in the playoffs. Okay. Who do you believe is playing the best? Who do you have the most trust in? Number one was Drew Brees. Two was Russell Wilson. Three was Nick Foles.
4: Okay, but if – Four uh, was Tom Brady. Okay, but, but well, – What? Well, hang on. You already picked Russell Wilson to lose today. Okay. So, if he's number two and he's going to lose, why is number three going to win just because he's playing so well? He's playing a better defense, the best defense on the road. You know what he is? He's 8-0 his last yep. eight games
7: in December and January. Okay. Um, if you go all the way back and you look at his numbers in the in the clutch, like at the end of the year, he plays at his best. And I believe he benefits from the fact that this is the best version of the Eagles offense that we've seen all year. Darren Sproles is back. He's given them some running and some playmaking ability out of the backfield in the passing game. Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, they've found themselves an identity, and they resist the temptation of trying to do too much when they have Foles, and that crushes them when they have Carson Wentz. Ah, they love Carson Wentz so much that they try to expand, whereas when they have Nick Foles, they shrink. They condense it. They cut it down and they play better. Arshon Jeffries is a more impactful player that's, with foals. That's clear. And I think the fact that they've been there before, they know what it's like to run through the, gaunt- the gauntlet. No road games last tough.
4: year in the playoffs. None. Okay. Just saying. I mean, Soldier Field, that's a thing now. Okay. It's January, Soldier Field. Not an easy place to go play football. It's cold. Best defense in the NFL. All right. I'm just saying. I'm just putting some you know, things on the table. You know who's number
7: 12 on that list?
4: Number On what list?
7: The quarterback list.
4: Uh, Mitch Trubisky. That's fair. All right, we'll get back to that. I want to do the Chargers-Ravens with you, too. But Pat Forty joins us next on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region
1: turn to for nonstop action all winter long.
4: Okay, we continue on Fox Sports Radio. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? I Means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes to go with Bucky Brooks, Mark Willard. Big fourth and 10 play for Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans at the Colts 25. His arm is hit as he's throwing, and the Colts will take over on downs, up by two touchdowns with just over four minutes to go. That is likely a wrap. Uh, right there good performance by the Colts today especially on the defensive side of the ball Uh, let's welcome in Pat Forty national columnist on collegiate sports for Yahoo Pat it's wonderful to have you what's your read on why the game on Monday is uh, is you know having a hard time creating a buzz and selling tickets well,
11: you know, I think there's a couple of factors here with the, uh, the the fan bases. I think are probably a little bit monetarily tapped out. This is their third straight year, fourth straight year. I'm sorry of them paying, you know, big money to go to the playoff games all over the country. This is the most expensive and the farthest away. You're not going to drive to the Bay Area from Clemson or from Alabama. And, uh, you know, the the hotels are expensive. The food is expensive. The planes are expensive. So I think, uh, you know, if you're with these fans and you've been hitting the wallet pretty hard for three straight years, this may be the year you say, you know what, we're going to sit this one out. And then beyond that, you know, this really just isn't bedrock college football territory. It's not like, uh, you know, the games in Atlanta or in Dallas where there's just a lot of college football fans who would gobble up tickets. So I think that the, the casual fan – uh demand is pretty lighted here as well
7: you know pat and think about that because alabama and clemson have been the teams that we've seen over and over in these contests do you believe there's just a little fatigue from watching these two teams continue to duke it out instead of having new and fresh blood and energy in the playoff
11: yeah i mean i think certainly there's some of that with some people for sure um you know i personally hey I didn't feel fatigued watching the Lakers and Celtics go at it. I don't feel fatigued watching the Cavaliers and the Warriors go at it, you know, the way they did for several years. So uh, I'm fine with the best teams. I mean, by far the best teams getting here and staging uh, big games against each other. And two of the three meetings that they've had in the playoffs have been great. I mean, the, the two other championship games were just outstanding between Clemson and Alabama. Each team won one of them, both of them very dramatic, a lot of great plays and great players. So, I'm okay with it, but they're sure that, you know, college football is a regional game and it's a tribal game, and when your tribe is left out, there does tend to, I think, be a little bit of bitterness and anger uh, about seeing the same teams in there over and over.
4: Well, and Pat, I'd also say that the stars in college football are the coaches, which is obviously not as uh, fun to watch or eye-popping. You know, your examples included Magic Johnson and Larry Bird and LeBron James and Steph Curry uh, you know, most college football fans, we probably know the quarterbacks in this game, and 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 that might be about it.
11: Yeah, no, I mean certainly that's true. That you know there is turnover, so you're you don't have necessarily the same compelling guys. I mean, really, but to me, I don't know. That's the, that. The, if you want fresh blood, you've at least got fresh players. You got different players in there. You know, this is the third different quarterback uh, that either team will start in these. Actually, I think the fourth different quarterback, maybe for uh, for Alabama. Uh, in these matchups. So, you know, we're getting to see different guys. Uh, You can take that as good, or you can say, you know, that that it's not as compelling to see the same people over and over again. But really, other than Hunter Renfro, the ageless senior receiver for Clemson, uh, none of these guys played in that first game back uh, in 2015.
7: You know, thinking about the quarterback, uh, we all have kind of grown to know Tua, but I think Trevor Lawrence playing on the big stage caught a lot of people's eyes last weekend. What do you expect from the true freshman quarterback from Clemson when he steps onto the big stage against Alabama in this championship game?
11: You know, I think he's going to play well again. He's just incredibly poised and mature for, a, for his being a freshman. Uh, you know, not rattled by anything. Uh, possesses an incredible arm. I mean, that's one thing. You watch him in person. You know, the two things that jump out with Tua, it's the accuracy and the touch with Trevor Lawrence, it's the gun because he can sling it, and uh, he's got great guys to throw to. They've, you know, Dabo's got a way of really kind of infusing his team with great confidence, and that certainly goes with the quarterback position. and And Trevor Lawrence has got that in spades, and you know, he's been one of those guys that I think has kind of always been ahead of his age. Uh, so I expect him to play well and uh, and play with the same poise we've seen him uh, throughout.
4: Pat Forty, Yahoo Sports, joining us on Fox Sports Radio. Pat, let me throw this at you and let you know ahead of time I don't buy it, but Bill Hancock of the college football playoff says quote, I don't see it. The four-team format is extremely popular. He says, we're not going to an eight-team playoff anytime soon. Do you believe that?
11: Well, yes, I, I, I do as far as, you know, I guess we'd have to define soon, but I don't think that there's enough momentum amongst the decision makers to really get this thing moved off of four in the next couple of years, you know, by, by the mid 2020s when it's contract time. Yeah. We, I think then it'll, it'll happen. But for now, you know, I, while Jim Delaney kind of opened the door on it, I'm not sure he's really interested in it beyond a discussion. Uh, my sense is that John Swafford, the ACC commissioner, doesn't want expansion. Uh, the SEC doesn't want expansion. Uh, Jack Swarbrick, the Notre Dame AD, doesn't sound like he's in love with the idea of expansion. So, you know, I think that there's there's still some resistance to that. And, you know, I mean, it took us, what, 140-some years to get to a 14 playoff. So it's going to take a few more years to get to eight.
7: I, I kind of want to transition and move over. Uh, the story came out, west about SC blocking Cliff Kingsbury from interviewing with the Arizona Cardinals and the New York Jets. One, do you think that is a good move from USC? Two, do you believe the latest reports that Kingsbury might resign so he can pursue some NFL opportunities?
11: Yeah, I mean, he might. You know, I think he's frustrated by the situation. I don't think it's a good move for USC. I mean, I can understand them being, you know, mad, I guess, that he would want to look around. Uh, But at the same time, you know, I think you come off looking bad. You look petty. Uh, You look controlling. And I don't think it sends a very good message for somebody if you had to replace Cliff Kingsbury. And I think now, you know, if, if Kingsbury doesn't get those jobs, theoretically he'd be happy to be your offensive coordinator. And if he does get them, then good for him. I mean, I, I think it would be completely crazy to hire a guy with a losing record in college and think he's going to be a great coach in the NFL. But we know where the NFL coaching is trending these days. They want guys that are offensive guys to work with quarterbacks. Uh, but, you know, I, I just I think USC comes off looking bad in this thing more than anything else
4: Pat. what's interesting there i think is that cliff kingsbury seems to be signaling that even if he were to stay at usc and even if he were to end up being the head coach which seems likely uh considering clay helton's situation he's sort of signaling like i I i'm I'm going to leave when the nfl comes calling so even if he stays this time isn't he telling usc this is going to be a short marriage yeah, could be.
11: I mean, could very well be, and that's you know, hey, I, I, I think maybe USC should have had its eyes wide open about that uh, going into this. I mean, I, I you know, for some reason though, the Kingsbury like rumors were out there, you know, a month ago that uh, that he could be an NFL head coaching prospect. When he got when he got fired at Texas Tech, that immediately kind of started to hit the fan that 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 they would be looking at him. So USC should have known what the situation was going to be when they hired him.
4: Pat, wonderful to have you today. We really appreciate your time. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Okay, Pat Forty, national columnist for Yahoo Sports, joining us on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, looks like we're going to be counting down the final minutes of Indianapolis over Houston. It's 21-7 to 7 right now. We'll get you ready for the Cowboys and the Seahawks. Sounds like we might need to have a little discussion about – The Chargers and the Ravens tomorrow, I'd love to do that. And we talked a lot about Antonio Brown, but we didn't get into what might be some good fits. If we're both very convinced that he's going to be traded, where should he go? That's still ahead as well. Uh, But let's get Brian Finley in here right now with the latest that's going on everywhere. Brian, take it away.
14: Hey, thanks, guys. In the first NFL wildcard game today, the Colts defense is squashing the Texans' late attempts at a comeback.
6: The Texans have converted twice tonight on fourth down. They'll do so here again, fourth and ten. Backing the throw is Watson. It's incomplete. It's incomplete around the 15-yard line. The Colts again come up big on defense. They thwart a fourth and long. That was a terrible decision, terrible throw by Deshaun Watson, but the Colts will take it. 4:09 to go in the game.
14: Colts radio network Indy leading 21-7 with about two minutes left in the fourth quarter. Colts defense the story three sacks and Houston has only gone three for 13 on third downs that is not a great stat later tonight the Seahawks will take on the Cowboys at 8:15 Eastern in Saturday's other wild card game hey online car shopping can be confusing but not anymore with true price from True Car now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience in college football. North Dakota State quarterback Easton Stick played a part in five touchdowns today as the Bison held off Eastern Washington 38-24 in the FCS championship. NDSU has seven titles in the last eight seasons, not even Alabama can attest to that. In college basketball today, Iowa unseats fifth-ranked Kansas, 77-60. Number four, Virginia baffles ninth-ranked Florida State, 65-52. And number eight, Michigan State handles 14th-ranked Ohio State, 86-77. We'll be back with Bucky and Mark in 10
9: seconds, but first, a word from Farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two.
10: We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by farmers, truck, fire insurance, exchanges, and affiliates. Products not available in every state.
4: Let's go back to the fellas in Bucky and Mark. Okay, Brian, thank you so much. We're live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It is easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. Only hard part figuring out which way is easier. All right, what's your uh, what's your sort of film assessment with what you're watching today, Deshaun Watson and beyond?
7: <clears throat> well, uh, looking at the Texans' offense, you can't be one-dimensional. Like this defense that the Colts play, the Tampa 2 style, uh, Matt Eberflus learned it from Rod Marinelli after working seven years with the Dallas Cowboys. They were able to play the style that they wanted to. They jumped up on them 21-0, And then they were able to force Deshaun Watson to basically throw against their loaded coverage. And so what it requires is the quarterback to be extremely patient, extremely accurate, take the check downs to the running backs, take the underneath throws, and drive the ball down the field on 10 to 12 play drives. And they're banking that you will self-destruct before you can score. And so if they're able to control the terms and dictate the terms like they were in this game, Against Kansas City, man, they have a mm. very good chance of moving on beyond Kansas City and being somehow in the championship
4: game. Yeah, the Chiefs and Rams, I know they're both enjoying their bye weeks, and and so therefore they're incredibly dangerous. But every, you know they they put on that display on Monday night, middle of the year, and then since then, I know injuries, Kareem Hunt situation have factored into this, but both of them feel to be like a. B-plus version of what they were before. They um, just look like they're good, but they lost some sort of mojo in there.
7: It's not so much that they lost their mojo. Defenses catch up. Okay. The more that you play, you'll hear coaches say this all the time. The game changes after Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving, you have about nine or ten games in the bank. So now you begin you're able to hone in on what a team's tendencies are. And if you're a team that doesn't continue to evolve offensively, it becomes tougher for you to score because everyone sees these plays. It's not a surprise anymore. Early in the year, it's always going to be more scoring for the offense. It slows down as the defenses kind of begin to hone in. That's why we're seeing these defensive games the last part of the year.
4: All right, I'm no uh, I'm no stat guy, but uh, I do like interesting tidbits. Here's one: uh, They're in the victory formation in Houston. The Colts will win this game twenty-one to seven. It's the first time Deshaun Watson has lost a game by more than a touchdown Mm -hmm. since his sophomore year of high school.
7: Yeah, that's always been his thing. He's always been a winner.
4: Think about that. Yeah. How many NFL games does he have under his belt? He started them all this year, so that's 17 games this year. And he had, what did he have, seven or eight last year? Yep. So uh, I'm impressed solely by that. If you're going to give me 23, 24-some-odd NFL games and this is the first time he's lost by more than a touchdown – As a young quarterback who was a rookie, that's incredible.
7: It's unbelievable. But that's his biggest thing has always been his it factor, his aura, his ability to win games. Uh, When you saw him in the championship game, part of why people were so intrigued by him, he played on the biggest stages. He played well. He was the best player on those stages. He knew how to will his team to wins. And so sometimes winners just have to find a way to win. He has always been able to do that. This is the first time that we've seen him not able to kind of take his team to the next level and get them to the winner's circle.
4: Colts go to Kansas City next week. The winner of Baltimore Ooh. and the Chargers Ooh. will be playing Tom Brady next week in Foxborough. We right? Absolutely, that's what we want. Right? Absolutely. In fact, I spent a lot of time over the last couple of days in San Diego talking about the fact that Philip Rivers. Is is such an odd situation as a future Hall of Fame quarterback? I do believe he's he's certainly on that mm-hmm. trajectory, um, but go ahead and tell me what Phillips' signature win is. I'll wait.
7: <laughs> he doesn't have one.
4: Mm-hmm. So the signature moment of Philip Rivers' career to this point is when he tore his
7: ACL is and he, he continued to play.
4: ACL and continue to play. In a loss. That's tough. It's interesting. It's amazing. LT didn't play that game though, he did he? No. He okay. uh he no, he was on the uh, sideline for that one. Yeah. He did not have a torn ACL. He did not play.
7: He had an MCL though, right? Uh,
4: correct. Phillip had an ACL and it was torn.
7: He doesn't have to run though.
4: Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean. He just has to snap he has the, the to ball. Stand and move he has to move. <laughs> anyway, it's impressive. It's impressive. He deserves credit he for it. He doesn't have any wins. But a signature moment is a loss. I said all week, I think the Colts can get the Texans, and if they do, the Chargers have the opportunity to present Phillip Rivers with his opportunity for a signature moment in his career, even if they don't get to the Super Bowl. If they can win this game tomorrow, they will head to Foxborough next weekend, and that is the opportunity for a memorable, like really memorable win for Philip Rivers and the Chargers to That's go into want? Foxborough, want memories and do win. we want rings. I'm just saying, we want memories. Well, I believe we want that, rings. We want titles. I believe he can get there, but you got to go through Foxborough now first. You got to you got to do that first. You got to go through Baltimore before you can even do that. That plays in their favor. What plays in their favor? Them playing the
7: Patriots. That is absolutely the matchup that both teams want, Baltimore
4: and the Chargers. That's I agree. My point in bringing this up is I think if he gets to Foxborough, he'll win. I think he can win in Kansas City after that, if if not end up back here to host the Colts, which is possible. You don't have to worry about that.
7: Why? Baltimore is going to take care of it
4: tomorrow. All right, let's hear it. Give me your. Uh, give me Baltimore's your spiel. gonna take you. I want it. We I just saw hear. it two weeks ago. No, we did not. We just saw it two weeks ago. I, you want me to explain why we didn't? Why didn't we see it? First and foremost, that game was in Step Up the building of embarrassment. Oh my gosh! So, so yeah. they didn't have
7: enough. They didn't have enough <laughs>
4: rooting for them. Baltimore didn't take over the stadium that week. The Chargers do not play as well in the city of Los Angeles as they do when they leave it. All four of their losses this year are in the city of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. As Steve said earlier, when they get on a plane, they win. They're 8-0. They got on a plane. Now, you may not be convinced solely by that. Allow me to give you a little bit more. Give me a little more.
7: I know how much you love the Chargers.
4: I'm not. No, it's I'm, I'm a Niner fan. I believe that rookie quarterbacks in their first playoff game are facing a different situation than what they are even in a big regular season game, mm. okay? So mm-hmm. I think tomorrow is much harder for Lamar Jackson than two weeks ago was when, let's call it what it is, two weeks ago was a much bigger game for Baltimore than it was for the Chargers. That is not the case this time. Now let's also spotlight the game. Chargers took the lead in the second half. What did Lamar Jackson do? Hit him with a shot. right away. Hit him with a shot. Can he do that again? Yes. I don't know. He got his 75-yard touchdown to a tight end named Mark mark andrews that's not very repeatable that's why, why, an odd play Never heard of them. and even beyond that chargers with the ball down five driving uh to potentially have a shot to win the game antonio gates fumbles a ball the ravens run it in and all of a sudden we remember it as a double digit blowout win it wasn't that d- my point is not the chargers are clearly better my point is that there were some quirks that were definitely a part of the game two weeks ago that are not part of the game tomorrow. Mm. I still believe, as does Vegas, that on a neutral field, the Chargers are a better team than the Ravens. You've got a Hall of Fame quarterback and a quarterback playing in his seventh or eighth game. Give me the Chargers.
7: That's my my case. I mean, that was a lot. I mean...
4: you drove it up all the shot clock. I don't know how much. I, <laughs> I feel like. you Oh yeah, plenty of time. I feel like. Why you, don't we? Why don't we? In fact, like Why don't it. we forward promote your response? We want to hear so much of it. <laughs> all right. And then, and then I will just zip my lip, and you can go as long as you want. Oh, I can vamp, as long as you want to go.
7: All right, I'm. I'm do my best, Kobe.
4: That's next. From a hot air balloon landing on a car to a load of concrete
9: falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We
10: are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.
4: Okay. Mark and Bucky, Fox Sports Radio, that's all I want to say. Your floor, your rebuttal.
7: No, hey, the the reason this game, because I've I've heard this a lot. Um people say, hey, this is the first time that a team has seen Baltimore's offense and Lamar Jackson for the second time. They'll be better prepared for it. The Chargers are one of only two teams to hold the Ravens under 200 yards rushing. And what you have to understand, the Ravens are averaging 250 rushing yards a game and 45 attempts per game, rushing attempts per game since he's taken over. The thing about the Ravens' offense, there's so many different complements to it. Some of the read option stuff, some of the quarterback power, some of the design quarterback runs, they're doing complimentary play action off of it. And the way they're playing, they're putting big guys on the field. So when you watch them tonight, you'll notice they have two and three tight ends on the field. The Chargers have been able to play good defense because they have played with more DBs on the field. Their linebackers got hurt. They started putting smaller guys on the field. So they're running everything down with their speed. The way you negate the Chargers' speed is to run right at them downhill, which is what the Ravens have been doing. This game will be decided by... Can Lamar Jackson make five to six big plays? Whether it's in the passing game, whether it's him running on third down, can he make five to six explosive plays? And then for the Chargers, can Phillip Rivers avoid the big turnover? The last couple games, first quarter, interceptions. They cannot put themselves in a situation where they're behind the eight ball against the Ravens. If they turn the ball over early, and they allow the Ravens to play from ahead, it becomes very uncomfortable because fewer possessions than you normally get in the game because they eat up the clock. And so I heard Anthony Lynn talk the other day. He said, we got to start out fast. The only issue with trying to start out fast on the road, turnovers. Mm -hmm. Phillip Rivers cannot fall into the trap of, I'm going to be so aggressive, I turn it over. That's what happened in week 16. If anything, I would prefer them to come out
4: conservative,
7: run it, take care of it, just stay
4: close. Captain, check down.
7: Then ease into the game in the second and third quarter.
4: I agree with you completely and I wonder when Anthony Lynn says, let's start fast, does that mean we need to come out and sling it or does that simply mean we need to get the lead? I, I mean, the lead mm-hmm. in a game like this is, is huge. So I agree with you. If I'm him, I'm going to make Lamar Jackson beat me in the pass game. I'm going to not give him a short field. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, Yes. Okay. So I totally agree with your assessment, but what I end up hearing in the end there is Lamar Jackson needs to make five or six big plays. Philip Rivers needs to not turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it comes down to which quarterback do you trust more? Give me the Hall of Famer. I, I get it. I know if, if that, they
7: if they if, look if do, they this, play, if anything, this is what I want. If I'm a Charger, like obviously, if they can jump out on them yes. and go about two scores, that'd be great. Well, then, yeah. But let's but let's say it doesn't go like that. I'm okay with the game being tight in the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah, field goal. Because I would great. I would feel like my quarterback is the better quarterback. He is going to make plays. So I don't want any unnecessary gambles. If we're in field goal range, kick take the three points. Just keep stacking points so the Ravens have pressure on their offense to score. If they if the Chargers get out of character and try and kind of force this into a shootout. They're going to play into the Ravens' defense's hands. I think the one thing that came out last week in watching the Ravens, look for the Chargers to spread them out. More empty formations, let Phillip Rivers deal. It it eliminates the opportunity for the Ravens to disguise coverage when they empty them out because now everyone has to declare, I'm checking this guy. It makes it easy for Phillip Rivers to see. Last game, they kind of tried to play in a phone booth. Uh-huh. Oh, we're going to be physical. We're going to go – we're going to out-physical them. Nah, you don't want to play
4: their style. Baker found something. Spread them out. Find the Browns were down in Baltimore double digits and then had the ball with a chance to win the game.
7: Had a ball with a chance to win. It. Part of it, that was Lamar Jackson fumble going in. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they
4: found some stuff. They spread them out. They
7: hit some plays. They made their defense kind of play a little more one-on-one than it had.
4: Could be a good game. I can't wait for that game. That's something that I really, really, can't really, wait. really want. I mean, I love you love every NFL playoff game mainly because all the teams earned their way in. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, but Always. But so. I really, really, really want to see that one. That's the one I'm very excited about. All right, before we get out of here and uh, pave the way for uh, for, uh, for Ephraim and company, um, hit me with some Antonio Brown spots.
7: What do you mean? Oh, if spots where you can go?
4: You're the GM of blank. <laughs> you're calling the Steelers with an offer.
7: Okay, so two teams come to mind. They're both in the Bay Area. Oh, both of them.
4: Both. Well, one, of, d- one of them not for long. Yeah. Well, <laughs> might be in Vegas. Where are they? Yeah. yeah. So, okay, San Francisco 49ers
7: obviously should make the call. Uh, they should make the call because they need to get Jimmy Garoppolo more weapons.
4: But you're not offering number two overall.
7: <sighs> no, I don't
4: want to. No.
7: I don't want to give him that. I
4: have number 36 overall to yeah, offer. Yeah, that's not going to be enough. Though. No, no, hear- no. But if I, what if I had number 36 overall and a fourth rounder?
7: It may be number 36 overall and maybe a first-rounder the next Next year.
4: year. Something like that. And if I'm the 49ers, I talked about this this week, I will offer anything outside of number two overall.
7: Yeah, just don't give up number two overall.
4: Because think about from an acquisition standpoint what you're now pitching to your fans. Mm -hmm. Next year, you are pitching Jimmy Garoppolo, Antonio Brown, and potentially Nick Bosa, all Mm -hmm. as acquisitions.
7: Mm-hmm. All his acquisitions. That's a
4: nice. That's 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 a nice haul.
7: It is, and Levy and Bill. Really? Say.
4: Jarek McKinnon's coming back. Mm. Gave him a lot of money. Mm. I thought I just, you said Le'Veon was going to go to the Jets.
7: Oh yeah, but San Francisco's one of those
4: places that. Maybe. <laughs> you want to bring all the disgruntled Steelers.
7: No, I don't want to bring that, but like I thought that was a legitimate place before.
4: No, that's 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 amazing. I mean, that sounds old. That all that sounds very expensive to y- me.
7: Y'all need to score points though, right? Yes. 4 and, okay. 12, four and twelve last
4: Yeah. You want another four and twelve season? No, I'm good. Oh, okay. I'm set.
7: I mean when the what my the forty nine ers I remember. The forty nine ers I remember. Scored a lot of points. and had a okay. lot of stars. All right, talk I to mean, me about the
4: Raiders. Why is that? Why does that one make sense? And gotta, you, obviously, gotta, you've got the capital.
7: They got a ton of money. They got well. They and the, first, and
4: the, they've got what? They got four of the first thirty-eight picks.
7: Yeah, they have first-round picks, and they need—they don't have any stars on right, offense. Right. They need weapons. They need playmakers. They need someone who can do catch and run things. Gruden should be able to get some juice out of uh, Antonio Brown. And he kind of okay. fancies himself as being a guy that maybe can handle that.
4: We'll see. I like it from the perspective of Vegas. That's Ooh. that's a guy that... Busts in seats. Yeah. Yeah. I do like that. However, why flip Amari Cooper and then use those picks to just get another receiver back who's much older? One. Just have to use one. Yeah. I oh, get it. You, you, I get you do it.
7: remember when he was in Tampa, he had all those old guys, Tim Brown,
4: Joey Galloway. Keyshawn. He likes older players. That's true. That's a good point. That's what he was looking for. Yeah, it's like Khalil and Amari. You're too young. Too young. Sorry. I, need, I, need, <laughs> I need a vet.
6: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.